welcome to the GBHBL Whiplash. This is um, a check for some reason. I was like, oh my god, today's episode fifty. It's not. It's episode forty-one. Oh, yeah. Right. It's because I have I had episode forty-one set up on my on the Mac to go up, which was the Slipknot Love and Hate into one. But I basically forgot about it. It sat oh, right. in my folder until like last night, and I was like, "What's well, the fucking point putting it up now?" Nah. Um, but it will go up in the future, and I'll be like forty-two, whatever, and so on. But yes, episode forty-one, not fifty, as it turns out. It's not quite a special number. No, no, it's not really. It's not, unfortunately. But we are back, and we have lots and lots of things to talk about. Lots of stuff to go over. Lots of fun things as well. Yeah. If you've been listening along, there was something mentioned in the last one that I remembered and went looking for. And six tracks as well. Six tracks from six very different bands. Some of them, I'm like, I'm ch- like, I'm, you know, we're just like really pleased to, yes, they said yes, and it's cool, <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? Um, but yeah, of course, we are Games, Brains, and a Headbanging Life, gbhbl.com, hopefully with a better better running site recently, after recent offen- events. Yeah. Um, it's been a tricky couple of, well, week really, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of downtime, a lot of uh, frustrations over certain things that were kind of out of my control or to a point, to a point. And just, you know, it's constantly a learning experience, basically. Constantly like, oh, this isn't right and this isn't right. And sometimes as well, we decide, I think I expect too much. I'm like, I want to archive everything. And it's like, well, that's eventually going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. And eventually we're going to have to look at that properly. But that's not for now. Um, yeah, and of course, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Yeah, of course, that's like a big one. Yeah, YouTube. Um, what's it called? What else have I forgotten? Isn't sound this uh, this podcast on SoundCloud, Tumblr, and Apple Music, the World Wide Web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> and the website itself. Just put in GBHBL under Google, and we should be the fucking top bloody search result for that. Should but you be. never know. You never know with Google, man. Yeah, just make sure you put the BL in. Yeah. Put GBH in. That's, that's not us. Not only that as well. What is weird? Right, if you listen to this and you've sent me an email to pass, get our name right. If you can't, if you send me an email and you can't even get the GBHBL part right, we're off to a very bad start. Like, I'm not asking you to spe- say games, brains, and headbanging life. No. That's why we shortened the GBHBL. But I swear, I got several emails in a few days that had GB and HBL. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I've seen that a few oh, days. come on, you know? <laughs> But that's because they know the full name, so they're doing Games, Brains, and A Headbanging Life. Right, It's yeah. cool that they know the full name. That's, but... cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Well, yeah, so we'll kick off anyway as... Per... Oh, actually, also, we never talk about this, and I don't know why. So I'm going to try and push it more and more and more. We have a big cartel with some small, clever little items of merchandise that are branded with our stuff. Our logo. We have the bigger things like t-shirts. We have smaller things. I do need to spend some time with that. T-shirt. Yeah, that t-shirt back there. Not the belt. That's mine. Um, That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> a cheap piece of And it of won't shit. be exactly that t-shirt. It'll be in a package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just hanging <laughs> the show off next to the belt. But um, yeah, yeah. there are some other things as well that need to go up on there, like uh, pint cups and stuff like that. But it's just, it's, it's one of those that slipped my mind as well. But I have got some time off coming up in the next couple of weeks. And the idea is I'm going to plan to redo that and... We've got to push it more. So just go check it out, you know? Spend a couple of quid. Buy a badge, for fuck's yeah. sake. But yes, track one. We're going to start off with track one. And it's by a band called Monograph. Um, Monograph released their debut album, Medea, on March 22nd, 2019. So this one's already out. Uh, it's an expansive meditation over the longings and confinements of our materialistic world. Monograph uniquely combines post-rock with the darker part of Norwegian folk music and have one musical goal to create a Norwegian rock sound without overused cliches. They've existed in the underground of Oslo for many years and have been crafting their debut album over a long period of time. We absolutely loved 
that album. Uh, I reviewed it, loved it, thought it was a great, great piece of work. It's five tracks of beauty and depth. Um, regular listeners hopefully would know. I'm a, I'm a big post fan, post rock and post metal. Um, it creates some great music. You just don't like the, you just don't like I the don't term. like the term, <laughs> yeah. that's all. Um, we call it shoegaze if you want. I like the music, I don't like that term either. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting on board with black gaze though. Black gaze, all right. Yeah, yeah that's, that doesn't come up much. But yeah, so Monograph, we're very pleased to be able to play you a track from that album now. And this is, a, I reckon, my favourite track in the album. It's very thought-provoking. It's called Golden Calf. <laughs>
Right, news bits. Man, I spent ages just going through news. You know, because on this podcast, we, we can't we can't cover everything. We can't be like, oh, yeah, um, so Slash said this about Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Unless it's significant. Uh, Corey Taylor got engaged to his uh, girlfriend. That was making the rounds in the news and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you go, know? go them. Yeah, yeah, great, great, fantastic, <laughs> happy for them. Yeah. So it's kind of always selective here and there, um, as we always do. So I'll just pull out a couple of things that hopefully can spark some conversation. But not the first one. I don't know why I put this down. Because what can you really say to Ozzy Osbourne cancelled all his 2019 dates after having a fall at home? Share. <laughs> uh, sucks. I don't There's not really much you can say to that. He's an old geezer, isn't he? He's, he's, no, but I know that they're going to be really fucking ageist and generic now. Old people fall. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Yep. Hip replacements, fucking everything. He ain't. He's no spring chicken. He's had a fall. It sucks. He's had to cancel his dates. That's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. Big. It was uh, with Priest, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. I mean, if you had tickets for that gig, you it, you would have probably, like, not maybe not everyone, but a lot of people would have been looking forward to the fact that you're going to see both fans. Yeah. And that's cool as fuck. You know, Aussie and Priest. And I guess it sucks that you're not going to get to even see the Priest side of it now. No, that's right. So I can imagine being pretty disappointed if I had tickets for it. Although Priest have come out and said that they will, they will do the 2020 dates. They yeah. have said that. They made a point of putting a statement out saying so. So like, come 2020, um, in theory it should, in theory it should happen. Yeah, you know. But you know, like yourself, if you if you have a ticket and you're like, uh, oh, I can't wait to go to the show, mm. and then they go, oh, it's going to be a year later. A year. Now. Wow. It's still disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. It's great that they're going to do it, but it's still like, oh man, come on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. A whole fucking year. You might, you might have had a fall by then. You might not be able to go. He will be a year older. <laughs> you know, there is that. Um, yeah. Same with Priest and all that. But it is just it's one of those things that happens. You know, you know. It's unfortunate, yeah. It's just one of those... It doesn't just like... happen to older, older, older bands, does it? Do you know what I mean? Like someone taking ill or, or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it's um, from what we know about Ozzy, whether we think he's still got it or not, doesn't really matter. We know that he would want to be doing them. Yeah, well... I mean, I, just, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Like, he'll be gutted. That yeah. He's not able to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced he'd pretty much either die on stage. Or he, yeah. like, there'll be never, it seems to me, there'll never be an official Aussie retirement. Yeah. It'll be, it just, ah. Yeah. It'd, be yeah. like, it'd be like Lemmy, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'll, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, he'll never, like, put his fit slippers on, his dressing gown and feet up. Mm-hmm. It's just one day he'll no longer be around to do it. Exactly, it. yeah. Exactly you know? that, exactly that. And that will be a sad day. And that will be but a sad day. Thankfully, it's just a fall and he's all right. Talking about sad days, though, segues. <laughs> Stained. Oh, re- uh, I didn't know this. I know. I, I mean, I'm so today. excited now. I read it on your notes and I was like, really? Yeah. I'm going to go straight away and like, download all their greatest <laughs> two hits that they had. I think I now I'm going to go home and fucking cut myself because <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, I, 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 I can't remember. I know there was two. There's been a while was one, wasn't it? It's, oh, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then there's an I'm on the outside. Yeah. I can't, and whenever I hear that as well, I cannot not hear Fred Durst at the part for the live. I'm sure Stain, right, though, they, like, they must be, like, they must have fans, right? So it must be a big deal for some people out there. Yeah. And they must have more than two songs. We know that. Well, must yeah, be yeah. But it's maybe it's just unfortunate that the only two songs that ever really made it to airplay, like MTV and Kerrang and that, would, you know, the rest of them could be like proper rocking tracks. Mm. And they're just the two kind of miserable ballads on each album. Do you know what I mean? It could be something mm. like that. But that's all I know of Stain. And I really didn't like it. And I also didn't like the fact that didn't they have like a kind of Fred Durst hookup and all that? That's as well? right, yeah. And um, what um, that uh, was called um, outside yeah. one, that one. The the video that was constantly shown was the live video with Fred Durst sitting on the steps and adding mm. in like y'all this and stuff like that. I'm on the uh, y'all. I grew I grew you know I grew up 
listening to metal in that era, but yeah. stained, man. No, they are, hell. I mean, I you know I listened to it. I didn't like a lot of everything that happened in that era, but I do remember stained. And I remember not at any point, you know, sometimes like even bands that, you know, you look back and you go, God, I can't believe I like that. Yeah. yeah. But that never happened with Stain. I That's never liked right, it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Again, never, can't even say, oh, there was a point where I liked the particular song. They just yeah. did not appeal at all. So yeah. Happy day, I guess, for any fans they've got. It seemed like they're back then. It's like they're perfect festival hookups, sub headliner at download in 2020, that kind yeah. of thing, you know, um, they'll happily, they'll be far away from Bloodstock. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't be there because, as well, like reunion and people going, people nostalgia kicks as the current way. Man, those ticket prices are gonna be pricey. I don't know how many people will do that. Go stained, yes. Go to the shows and then realize when they're there that I only actually know those two songs. I hope they realize that on the day more. of the show when it's too late <laughs> to get money back as well. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, I actually don't like. Yeah, talking about um, stuff. Talking <laughs> I, I about, segue talking about yeah. tools. Yeah, yeah tools. Um, <laughs> so basically, it looks like we are now guaranteed to get a new tool album. This has come up on the podcast before, mainly just about whether or not uh, it's going to happen or not. But obviously, tool changed a. Uh, Facebook proper picture and, and put in uh, Roman numerals, which was 2019. Um, yeah, it looks like we're almost there. And uh, I think it's kind of exciting. Uh, previously, I've sort of said I wasn't really that bothered and I, that I wondered if it would be like a Chinese democracy if the hype would live up to it. Yeah. Um, however, since uh, seeing what A Perfect Circle were able to do when they came back and knowing that Maynard obviously is quite a, a bit of a genius when it comes to music and stuff like that... Um, <laughs> Suddenly I'm like, okay, when this actually does start to ramp up properly and we maybe get the first single and all that, this could be pretty fucking exciting. It could be, but there's no way in the world it can live up to the amount of hype it's going to get. That is true, yes. It's going to, you know, it already is, mm. pre there even being a 2019 date on anything. Yeah. You know, it's already hype, it's ridiculous every year. We're getting a new tool. Yeah. Know, it's impossible for anything to live up to that amount of hype. I mean, how, how amazing does it have to be? I frankly don't really care. Yeah, uh, that's the truth of it. Um, I like Tool. I don't love Tool. Um, I guess maybe there's a little bit of it where you get to the point of like, it's not, it's not suspense or anything anymore. It's just stupid, man. I mean, how long do you want to go without releasing music? Well, yeah. And now it's like, hey, we might do it this year. I mean, for all you know, you could get to the end of 2019, and the announcement for 2019 is that there's going to be an album in 2020. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't know. You never know what you're going to get. You could also it could also just be, oh, actually, it's tour dates. Yeah, or we we decided to re-release this album. Mm, yeah. It, it could be a lot of things, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's it's not the first time there's been rumours of the release coming up for it to then be uh, about something else. Yep. You know, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put, put my house on there being a tour release this year. Basically, you'll, until you see it physically. Yeah, and when out it comes there. out, I listen to it. And I, I've no doubts I'll enjoy it, you know. But will it live up to the hype that I hear about it? For me, it won't. I don't. I just not, no, no, not that bothered. No, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> there's too many other good current bands, new bands, and young bands, and that around for me to be hanging on every single year in case Tool decides to write four songs. Absolutely, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And like, I don't. Yeah, know, I, like that. yeah that was good. That's fucking great. <laughs> um, I don't even want to sort of say like I'm a big Tool fan in that sense. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's just it is. You're right. It's, it's big news. Yes. For the metal community, mm. I just I guess what I, my, I don't understand exactly why it's big news. You know, like as a whole, you know, I guess it's just because they're a big name. But which will be interesting is if say uh, I guess maybe the next sort of uh, show showing will be when they play Download in June. Um, if they decide to grace people with a new track, yeah, that's very possible, and that could yeah. be the first sort of showing there. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Talking about new releases, God Thrym 
one of my favourite bands in the world. And you're, you like them. I like them, yeah. yeah. I liked them better on record than I did live, which is kind right, of a yeah. bit odd. Yeah. It was also the first time I saw them live. And it was um, Bloodstock. Blood yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know, maybe I, I, I was expecting a bit more. But then I listened to them on the record again after having seen them live, and I liked the record more. Yeah. Now I think if I saw them live, or next time I do get to see them live, I'll appreciate this. I know the song's better. I'll appreciate it more, and I'll probably get into it. I yeah. like them as a band. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot to like about them. Yeah, yeah. There's some. It's talents. not like I'm talking like you know we went there and I was like oh that's a two out of ten. So, I mean I thought they were great. I think I said in our review of it, which is on the site, uh, that I can't remember like seven. Yeah, you were like seven. You know I mean? I was it was like, like nine. Seven. It was like that. really really good. Not quite exactly sure why I was blown away. Yeah. It's very good though. You know. Yeah. But so yeah. But I know you like them a lot. You're a big yeah. fan, aren't you? Yeah, and they're going to release a limited edition EP of three songs recorded live. So basically, this will be some. Do nice... we know where they were recorded live? Oh God, it was. Did it say? It. I'm sure it did say. It's not Bloodstock, I think. No, it. no, 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 no. It was in. A, it's a. It's like a studio live. Oh, kind right. of that oh kind right. of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's uh, some new God. Well, not new God thing, but like just. I mean, it's a, it's a new God release. It's music. Um. So that's always good to see, and I I, I like the fact that God keep keep busy in that sense. Like the EPs yeah. come out in quick succession. Uh, because obviously these are the guys in them, you know, talking about people from Valentine, My Dying Bride and stuff like that, you know, they're, they're, they've they got creativity in them. Yeah. Talking about other releases as well, Northamp- Northamptonshire, Thrashers, Sidarian will release their debut album Origins on the 21st of June 2019. This is a name that keeps coming up uh, on the British scene, um, my way anyway, at least. And it's, so it's been kind of like, okay, this, this is a, like it's a buzz, that kind of thing, like live and so on. And yeah. I didn't even really think about like records and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, this is the debut. Oh, okay. So the buzz is there before you even release the full fucking album. Yeah, and, how does that work? Yeah, how does that I work? I mean, I well, take yeah. it they've got something out. An EP, uh, EP yeah, something, yeah, yeah. And it's just that. I think it's just when you're doing the live I'm circuits. Not, I mean, I, haven't, I, I don't follow the news massively accurate, like, you know, intently. But I haven't actually heard the name yet. Oh, okay. So there you go breaking news gbhbl yeah i've now heard of them there we go yes so now you'll be more aware of them yeah as yeah this begins will, yeah. to build up um yeah so in fact we'll probably have we'll, well we will have the review out uh way not way before this release date because we have we have the album but near near the release date it's not till the 21st of june so yeah, like plenty of time plenty of plenty of time right this is one you do know of yeah. um static x have announced the uk leg of their highly anticipated wiscon death trip 20th anniversary wisconsin Death, you've got to correct me, and I said it myself. Wisconsin Death Trip 20th Anniversary Tour this autumn, which will also serve as a memorial tribute to the late vocalist Wayne Static. Thoughts on this? First off, mm-hmm. right, let's talk about the lineup. Let's talk about the lineup of the actual shows. Now, here's the thing I was quite intrigued by this at first. And then I saw the lineup, and I was a bit like, why are you bringing so many people out with you? And why are they so random? Wednesday 13. Oh, Dope. yeah, yeah. Um,. So, I, I, yeah, I don't even know anyone. I sort of remember seeing the Wednesday Thirteen name. Yeah, um, what's it called it? Soil. Yeah, and I, and then I was like, and then the tickets are nearly thirty five pound for, and we're only talking the London show here, the Electric Ballroom. Yeah, and I kind of went, huh? What? Like, and that put me off. Now I like the idea. I like the idea of what they're trying to do. There's something about it that has weirded some people out, and. I looked it. I looked into it, and I thought it was a bit strange too. Maybe a bit unnecessary. Which is the the masked vocalist is wearing a Wayne Static style mask, right? Like to look a little bit like Wayne Static, which might be a little bit unnecessary. Yeah, I find that a bit odd, actually. Yeah, yeah, mm. I find that very odd. Dressing up as the dead and pretending. 
d- kind of be him. You know, the, the, I don't the, know. the rest of the guys have <clears> got <throat> a statement about it and stuff like that, sort of saying, you know, it's, it's not this, it's not this, it's it's for this and so on because it's such iconic hair and stuff like that. No, like look, that. it's the end of the day, it's their band, isn't it? They yeah. can do what they want with it. Um, I think the idea behind it is nice. Yep. Any kind of common, you know, like remembering sort of thing is a nice thing to do. It, it doesn't sound, I mean, it's probably, it's not a gig I'm interested in mm. at all. I don't think it ever really was. And the main reason being is that I'm not going to put them in the same pot as Stained. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I actually think that Static X, to me, weren't that good a band anyway. Okay. I like quite a bit more. I mean, I like a lot more than Stained, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a lot more. <clears throat> but I would never have put like Static X down as like one of the most amazing bands to come out of that era or anything like that. You no, know? no. I think we've actually done top tens and stuff like that of bands to come out of new metal. Or at least we've talked about them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely never featured in mine. No, so I didn't, Static wouldn't X, have done. I'm not going to pay that much money to go to <coughs> a venue to see a band. Uh, again, for me, it's a nostalgia trip. Yep. For a nice reason, but it's a nostalgia trip. And the only way you could persuade me to go, or not you personally, but they could persuade me to go, is the lot rest of the bands on it. And like that, there ain't another no. one on it, and that's the problem. That is a big you problem know? for me. I don't like Wednesday 13. Yep. Don't really care for soil. Uh, I only know. I think I only know like one or two songs again from the past. Ah, uh, Will Stone. Yeah, still yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you know? So it's just, it's just like it, it's like it, it's almost like a nostalgia gig. Yeah, yeah, very the, much so. The bands that are playing, aside from a chunk of Static X's work, I don't like. Yeah. So it's almost like you literally just set up a show that I would almost hate. Well, the- I mean, you've made it. You made it a bit expensive in a venue that's not the best uh, with a collection of bands I don't like. You want you're to not come. going, basically. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, no. You're not going. No. Um, I mean, I, I, I can just... remember Wayne Static plenty of times at home when I put on like Cold or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You've got more than enough ways yeah. to do it. And I've got one in myself because initially I was interested. But like I said, the price and the bands put me off. Um, um, I have seen Static X live, in fact, many, many, many years ago um, with Wayne Static, Tony Campus and Bass. I can't remember who the other was in the rest of the band, but it always stand out. And I saw a tiny venue at Islington Academy in London that was half full on a Sunday night. And it's one of my fucking favourite memories of, of, like, when I think back to my favourite gigs and stuff, it's one of my favourite memories. It was bloody brilliant. Um, and I said, I, I, I'm not a huge Static X fan, but I like a lot of their music. It's more select tracks here and there and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I just have really good memories of that gig. And I figure that's all I need. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is the like ticket money going to, to like his sure. family or charity or something? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. pull like all those bands out on tour with you, it's going to cost a few quid. Oh yeah. So and I would imagine you know I'm trying to think of a, of a positive reason that I would want to go, and it's hard to because you only go to gigs for the bands and the music, you know, and uh, I'm not seeing enough in the lineup for me to want to do it. Yeah. So you try and think of other things, and don't get me wrong, the idea of remember, remembrance is lovely. You know, if it was like it's 35 quid because 50% of the ticket fee is going to this charity, yeah, or, yeah. do you know what I mean? I could understand that. I should it have looked more, into that, yeah. Which it might be, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, once you're in there, it is just bands and music. That's what it is, you know? And if you're not a fan of any of the bands pre it, you're essentially going to pay 35 quid to go in and see. That's basically what Half it comes down to. Case, you know? If you're if you love Wednesday thirteen, if you enjoy a bit of soil, if you enjoy a bit of dope, um 
and you want to, you know I mean, you, you yeah. are probably getting great, you are getting yeah, that's great a, that's value a good for money. Then, isn't it? Yeah, you're, you're getting great like value. Less than a tenner for each man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Wednesday know. 13 is a big, like, as much as we don't particularly care for oh, him yeah, as yeah. an artist, it's, still it's a big, big name. Big name, and yeah. that'll pull in a crowd on its own. Exactly. I'm surprised they're not at a bigger venue, to be honest. Um, when I saw the Bournemouth, I was quite surprised because I figured that, but then maybe that's, maybe, like I said, that's, um, maybe that's the, maybe it's better to, better to sell the Bournemouth out. Yeah. Then have a half empty forum. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that's what they're going for. Well, they just do what a lot of bands seem to do these days, which is they they either overbook or underbook, and then the venue just keeps changing yeah. as it gets nearer the date. There's that. Yeah. Oh, we sold out. Let's go to a bigger one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's bigger after the boring? Well, well probably we, the forum, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah but we haven't is. sold anything. Let's go down. Yeah, <laughs> back to the underworld. Let's go to Carl's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The last bit of thing we're going to talk about. Now I've been looking forward to this because uh, a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks ago, a band released their first new single from their upcoming album. It's Rammstein who released Deutschland, which is the same name as the well, the the, the album title as well. And uh, this really puzzled me at first, right? Because the first thing I, I actually saw was the video. Right. And I saw it was nine minutes long. And I was like, holy fuck. And then I ended up realising the video is nine minutes. The actual track is about five. Yeah. Um, and I, you know... It's, it's, uh, it's, I had one of these really difficult things, right? I'm a huge fucking fan of Rammstein, massive fan of Rammstein, seen them live load, love most of their music, barring a few misses here and there. And I went into this, I would, that positive, I, I trust them. I trust them. They're, they're a talented bunch of men. Um, <laughs> what's call it? And it was like, at first, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. And then on multiple listens, I kind of came away with the actual thought of, it's good, but it's safe. If that makes sense, it's very Ramstein and safe Ramstein. Now, here's the very important thing: it seems to me that a lot of people couldn't have this conversation about this song without going, "Oh, but the video." Forget the video. Think about my headphones on. Listen to that track, and I was like, you know, it reminds me of Ramelid from um, the uh, last album, in that it's that big Ramstein intro start song, and that. That's cool and it's good and it's great, but what we got elsewhere was going to be better, if that makes sense. Not a bad yeah. song at any fucking stretch of imagination. In fact, they almost make it seem too easy. But perhaps the reaction by a lot of people might be over the top. And it's is it one of those, i just happy to have it, rather than going, well, it's a good song, it's not a great song. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not anywhere near a bigger Ramstein Ramstein fan as you are. Yep. No of way. Course. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm probably the opposite to what you said, where you said um, you love most of their stuff other than a couple of misses. Yeah, it's just the way I hate most of their stuff other than a couple of hits. Yeah. I hate's not the right word, but I don't like it as yeah. much as you do. It's a bit. I don't know. I always found it just a little bit too. Uh, like it's. I, I get that it's industrial, but it it leans quite heavily towards the techno kind of side of industrial, especially. It, in it can do. Yeah. Records. Yeah. I have listened to the new song, and I actually, you know, we we do agree on it in that I thought it was all right. Yeah. I didn't think it was brilliant, but then I probably wouldn't. You know, it would it would have been hard for them to release something that I thought was brilliant, but not being a massive fan of the band. But I listened to it, and I, I haven't actually I haven't actually seen the video. Oh, okay. You know, I haven't. Uh, I didn't even know there was a video for it. So there what? you go. I don't know how I'd miss that, but there you go. But that's not a bad thing in a way because then I have just listened to the song. That that's and interesting. I I. I I didn't write a review for it, but if I had written a review for it, I think I would have probably said that it's just another Ramstein song, to be honest with you. That's it's good, it's fine, it's decent, but it's not like it's you know, this isn't Ramstein come back to 
reinvent themselves oh, or anything no, like that. Yeah. This is just hey, we're back. Here's another song, by the way. I think it even could have s- been a cut from a previous album. I think I sent a review. It's like it's 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 a very Ramstein song. Yeah, and that's 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 fine. It's not a criticism in a sense. If you get incensed and hit no. in the comments and stuff like that, don't. No, that's what they are. I mean, and that's what I expect from them. And that's why I go into their music not expecting. I don't expect anything different. I also don't expect to come out loving it because. That's what they are. Yeah, it's a shame you didn't see the video because it. I will. I will check it out. Not it, now, obviously. No. Yeah. That would be, be rude, wouldn't it? Oh, but, but you must have heard about the controversy, yeah? No. What controversy? Wow. What's the controversy? Your head's been in the right. Well, so, no, because it's, it's the thing is, right? You're you're always going to be more clued up on the bands you love, aren't you? Because you follow the news on them, you follow them on Facebook. No, but this just—I don't follow. Rain this was just popping up and feeds left. I can't right see center. anything on my Facebook other than bloody GBHBL posts. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you need to <laughs> like more things. I do um, the bands I like. <laughs> um, so basically, the video is a history, very flashy and well directed, and ama- it's an amazing video of uh, effectively a history of Germany, but right. told in really, really unique ways. Um, you know, um, from like boxing clubs. Um, to do with uh, wartime things and so on. But there's one particular sequence that upset a lot of people. And I mean a lot of fucking people. And it's them dressed as Jewish prisoners in a concentration camp. Right. And that's the part that caused a lot of controversy where okay. it's like... Why is it controversial? Just because they're German and well, dressed as Jews? I think one I mean, of the... Because to me, like, a, I, maybe I'm not reading into it enough, but to do in a history of Germany, then... They, they either have to acknowledge that it happened or deny that it happened. And that's a dangerous route to go down. Well, considering... Well, the, I'll play devil's advocate here. Did they need to have that particular sequence when we we're already covering... They call, it's called covering the war. Um, did they need that particular sequence? Now, the they fact, probably didn't. Basically, one of the best arguments I've seen as to why it probably was a bad idea, which is basically, they're a band, this video is to make money. Hmm. So are you potentially using a... You know, and so on. Now, I think the overall picture, it's it's fine. I think, uh, I, I guess I just, I, I think like, the, you can't bar Germany, German people from acknowledging or discussing or highlighting what is a shameful part of their history. You know, um, I just, you know, I'm going to get all like preachy about this or anything like that, right? But I think people just sometimes just need something to be controversial, like they've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, in reality, if they hadn't have acknowledged that, every bit of controversy would have been the fact that Ramstein had done something about German history and not mentioned the fact that there was very a possible. Oh, Holocaust deniers are they? Do you know? Mm. I mean, I'm not. At the end of the day, they're artists and they express their music in art form in any way that they feel is fit. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, it, did they do it for money? Well, if there's a boxing bit in it, why can't every boxing gym be up in arms about the fact that they're? Yeah. Do you know? It's it's just another thing. I know it's. I'm not trying to like fucking make it out like it's not a big deal or anything like mm. that. But if you're going to reflect on German history within a song, how can you not include things like that? The only thing I guess you, I would, you know, maybe could have been done a bit tastefully is it didn't have to be them. The, yeah. It, you know, it could have been actors. It could have been something like that. But then, would it? Could it? Would would potentially would the controversy have been worse? Imagine they had actors in actors in um, uh, Jewish uniforms about to be hung. Would only and been they worse. were playing what the German guards. It would, yeah, that would have looked that's what I'm worse. It would only have been worse, yeah, if they were like shoving them into a fucking chamber. Yeah. Or like that. yeah, um, that's frowned upon. It all depends, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say because I haven't seen the video. Yeah, but if it's, it's, it doesn't sound like it's been done to mock or take the piss. It, it sounds like it's just a, a, a pretty typical Ramstein video. Ooh, no, I don't think... No, I think it's too... It's the most artful work they've probably done. I'd argue it's probably the greatest piece of work they've done in regards to that. 
I'll put it this way. I was something when I I when I I did not even it didn't cross my mind even for a second there was any controversial images or thoughts in it until I started reading about it. When I first, I watched it and I was kind of like, cool, that's interesting, that's interesting, that's fucked up, severed heads, um, what's it called, you know, um, you know, for example, I, I can't remember what it is. Is it Mother Germany or the 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 the, the statue image right. is played by a black woman. They have a black woman and she takes on the role throughout it, throughout history. So one, she's a knight wearing armor and stuff like that. On the flip side, they also get they're getting praised for that. So I mean, right. so like. So without seeing the video, and maybe I, again, I don't, it's hard for me to say, right? So you can tell me instantly that I'm wrong on this. Yeah? Are they basically almost satire in it to the point of reversing? So the, the German statue lady is black. It's the Germans in the uh, concentration camp, not dressed as Jews, but they're Germans now. And they're reversing things. That's what it kind of sounds like. Interesting. How about if things were the other way around? How about if she was black? How about if it's, we, it was the Germans in the concentration camp? It's an interesting. Thing. I'm not, you know, I haven't seen it, so it's hard to say. But just when you started mentioning about, you know, the fact that they were changing things, it was history, but changed. Mm. Isn't that just a change in history? Maybe the reason it was them specifically in it is because they are German. I think and they were reversing history. I think what you said at the start is probably the most best way to look at it. The song is called Deutschland. It's from an album called Deutschland, and the video is basically they say that a. a walk through the history of Germany from Rammstein's eyes with a lot and it's good and bad here's the thing is like it, German history all histories yeah. all countries but in regards to this video German history is both good and bad it's got sketchy things it's got thing. you know you would if you did the same thing for the British the um, English you're gonna unless you start ignoring massive important elements part sections yeah. you know um, and just to acknowledge oh look this cool little scene or that little scene it, it's part and parcel of it and I guess I don't know. I, I guess I think Ramstein have earned the right as a band and artist to put that out there. They've never been shy of being a little bit. Um, never forget the amount of controversy surrounding man. man I can never say the title. So man gag man, um, which was basically uh, naked men. It was basically yeah. seen as being like. Um, Aren't they? They're named after a German air disaster. Yeah, they? exactly. Yeah, do you mean it's? Um, I mean, they are a band that caught controversy, but because they just do things their way. Links two three four is written in 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 a, a knockback to them being referred people suggesting they were far right band, and links two three four is about them basically saying we lean towards left, um that kind of thing. So they've always had it. They've always had it. Um in this day and age, it's just problem for them and I guess anyone is in this day and age you have to tread so much more carefully. Yeah, you, you well, you, yeah, you either have to or you have to not care. Yeah. That's that's the reality of it is because it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter what you do in your video the chances are somebody's going to be offended. Oh yeah. So you are the only, if you're a musician and that I guess the only thing you can do is to just express your art the way you guys want to and and accept the fact that some people might like it and some people might not get it and that's it. You can't start tailoring your art for the people out in the world hoping that you can please everybody because yeah. you ain't ever going. Oh to. of course yeah you're absolutely. Never going to. Um, it's not related to music and all that, but uh, my, one of my all-time favourite quotes comes from a comedian, a uh, certain Frankie Boyle, who's obviously quite a controversial what, figure. Like, you're all cunts. But, no, <laughs> it was in, it was in, he was getting heavily criticised, and I believe this was related to him making a joke on Mock the Week in regards to the Queen's pussy being haunted, and uh, I think it was the sun went after him and you know wanted to hang him and stuff like that. I think he'd said something. The, the quote I, I, I said it might be relation to that, it might relate to something else, but he basically said either all, either everything is fair game or nothing is. And he's absolutely, and I love it. And it's just like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it either is or nothing is. 
because where do you where do you where do you draw the line like to a certain degree um you know there's obviously some things that you really shouldn't have to explain to anyone that just you know like let's let's not make jokes about 9-11 stuff like that yeah. to a degree again but again that's how you frame that you only look at family guy constantly makes jokes about it and stuff like that but there you go we'll, we'll get off topic point yeah. is um point was rammstein you know it's uh I, I, i'll watch i'm more anticipated I'm, I'm excited because it's a new Ramstein album. Um, I think let's wait and see what else they've got in the tank in that album. Yeah. Because it's not the first time. Never forget the first single they released of the last album was Pussy, which obviously was fucking. I did not like it when I first heard yeah. it. I thought it. And talking about fucking Shot Valley, that video is a porno. <laughs> it was only put. You can only watch it on a porn site. People believed it was the actual band having sex with women. And I mean a graphic, full goddamn triple x porn video we talk about controversial they that's what that's the video for the last first song they did this is almost tame in comparison it's just because obviously the holocaust is always going to be uh uh yeah yeah it's a yeah. tender it's a t- oh, yeah subject, and rightfully so yeah I mean, I'll, ch- I'll check the video out yes yes that's important damn it <laughs> see if i can get offended yeah we'll come back to this in the future and see what he says right another track there moving on uh pathos and logos hopefully you will go oh yeah them you listen to the last track we uh, played of theirs they released another track um quick thing about them though they feature members of the caveat and they're an instrumental metal power duo from colorado that fused the polyrhythmic elements of a sugar with the clean chord progressions of the police that was not mine i said that last time uh, yeah when i read some of that I, I never quite get it like Meshuggah and the police yeah you know but there you go um, following on from the single Mergers and Acquisitions, which is on a previous podcast, go check that out, or just go to their actually no, go to their YouTube fucking page and listen to it yourself. Which was really and that was released on the first of January this year. Love that track, give it ten out of ten. Really impressed by these guys. They've got uh, a lot of fucking talent. And then now released Captains of Industry, which was released on the fifth of April. So enjoy.
Right, we've got a little bit of festival news, as per always, but it's brief. Last time we had a huge rundown, this time it's quick. Yep. It's basically Ramblin' Man have added Monster Magnet to the Groove Rider stage on Sunday, making that Sunday look even better. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 if, they, if we're going to go, it was always going to be the Sunday. Mm. So, you know, the, I saw them announce the band and I was like, don't be the Friday or yeah. Saturday. You know, yeah, so I was pretty pleased to see that on there. Not in, in a strange way, more because it just fattens out the bands I don't mind seeing yep. rather than it's a band I'm desperate oh my god I've got to go now because of them but it was just like oh cool another band I don't yeah, mind, yeah, I'm not, exactly. don't mind catching you know which yeah. is good yeah only disappointing thing is um, yeah that's what it leads straight into the leads next straight topic. into this because so like basically with that it was like alright let's start looking at tickets that day tickets were on sale and I was generally taken back by the price of how much day tickets are to um, Ramblin' Man especially when compared to full weekend tickets yeah so it is a I'd, it's say, it's a, I'd say it's a knock to be honest yeah. with you um, I can only imagine that they're struggling I don't know if they're maybe to, you know to, to keep they're trying to balance the, the money they're getting between the bands they're booking but it's jumped a lot because yeah. we've been before and it was nowhere near this amount no way about, I think the last time we went it was about 65 quid yep for a day ticket that sounds about right yeah plus booking fee it's £91 plus £10.93 fee yep. for a day ticket. And to compare that, the weekend, that's Friday, Saturday and Sunday, £156.18 plus £18.72. So basically, there's about a £60 difference between a full weekend ticket and yeah. a one-day ticket. Now, I get it. They're trying to encourage. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they want people. Oh, well, maybe we'll buy both days. Do you know what you don't do then? You do what Bloodstock do, and you don't put your day tickets on sale until nearer your fucking festival. You only have weekend dates, and then a month but before they, your festival. I mean, they they seem to have purposely now split the festival up to be different styles of music on different days. Yeah. So if you do that, you've got to expect that people are going to want day tickets. Because I want to, you know, we looked at it and it was like, well, it's not really our styles of music on the Saturday. Yep. But we've got the rock and metal and stuff on the Sunday. Yes. So why in the fuck would I buy a weekend ticket? Absolutely. You know, it doesn't make sense. You want people to come for the whole weekend. You've got to spread them bands about across the stages all weekend long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So that you're looking at it going, oh, I can't choose between Saturday and yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that's right. I oh, know, I'll go both. Here you go. Oh, well, this is it. I mean, we found it very easy. We're like, Sunday. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. <laughs> no problem with that. Don't, it's not even that we can't afford Saturday. Looking at it going, there's nothing there for me. That's right, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it seems a very strange business model to separate your bands out of that, but then want them to come for the weekend. Yeah. I just don't see how that works. doesn't make any sense. But the thing that I really, and I, this might just be me, I'm sure there are industry experts who will say, who will rubbish this comment. I don't understand the difference why, if you look at all the different ticket options in there, it's a different um, booking fee all the way through. Now, I've always been under the impression that the booking fee was to cover the cost of things like printing the ticket, uh, posting, and administrative tasks around maybe a, the administrator who's having to order the tickets and all that stuff. Okay. That's what the booking fee was yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? The ticket price, that's the one for the festival's profit and the bands. Mm -hmm. And that's the administrative stuff. So, if you've got to print me a ticket for Sunday, it costs them a tenner to do that. But if you've got to print me one for the weekend... Just still in my head, just one ticket. It's nearly double the price. Yeah, yeah it's eighteen pound seventy two compared now, to ten ninety three. I can't understand in my head why that's nearly doubled. You still just got to print a ticket. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got different words on it, but you know, there's nothing different. About it. it doesn't now need two people to print it because it's a weekend one. 
unless they are treating it as such separate days now that they print you a Saturday ticket and a Sunday ticket, and that's why you have to pay for two. I can't even think about why it would be such a difference of price administration it's, yeah, fee. Yeah, it's not wise. a quid. It's nearly. It's almost double. So consider right, consider that fee as a percentage also, that part of that fee is a percentage that, say, C-Tickets or Ticketmaster are taking yeah, yeah. to host it on their thing. That's fine. So, again, the, the, why, why is it different then? Is it we not, know that, is it we know that all our ticket sellers knock us all the time. Yeah. But I still know that if I go on there and I buy a ticket for a show here or at a date up there or a date down here, it doesn't matter where it is, it's always... The ticket price is this, the booking fee is that. Yeah. The booking fee doesn't fluctuate. And here, it fluctuates. Yeah. And I don't understand why there's a fluctuating ticket price. If anyone knows, please fucking tell me, because I'd love to know. And then, could I one more complaint on Rambling Man. No problem. Is, um, this doesn't impact you quite so much, because your son's older. But they their child ticket prices are only up to the age of four, I believe, or oh, maybe really? five. And anyone over the age of five, so even a six-year-old, has to pay full price. No. So a hundred pound for a six year old to come no. along with their parents. That can't that yeah, and that can't is right. There is right. no other like under twelve price or anything like that. Despite the fact that they're not having any impact on the festival. I mean you see my daughter, she's not taking up much fucking acreage, is she? Yeah. You know, so I for me to go to that festival and bring my wife and my daughter, it's three hundred and thirty quid. Oh my god, yeah. It's, and, it's then, a... and then and then you just look at that and you think, like, don't get me wrong, I'm still very much considering going. The problem that this has caused is that Whereas we would have probably gone with a big group of people, yeah. this this is a, there's a lot of people within that group that came last time we went who wouldn't be able to go at these prices because yeah. they've got three or four kids. Yes. And they're £100 for each one of them. Yes, and we they, we can't justify the bands to them either yeah. because they're not say, they're not rock and metal fans. No, 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 exactly. So you're talking about like a, a wife, a husband and two kids. That's 450 quid once you include the booking fee. Yeah. Never mind your food money, your drinking money, you're keeping your kids entertained money. You're getting there, you're getting back. Ooh. It's gonna be up to like six, seven, eight hundred quid for one day. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, crazy. A, that's a fucking family holiday. Yeah, or it's the weekend at Bloodstock plus you're spending money. Yeah, 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 easily. <laughs> you know? Fucking hell. So yeah, um, I think Rambling Man need to be careful with how they go about this because, you know, you your bands are at best their bands are okay. Yep. But their ticket prices are bad. It's not like bad ticket prices for great bands. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think this it's gone out of whack a little bit. You know? Yeah. I think they need to be very careful with this if they want to continue to exist. Yes. You can't, you know, what are they going to do next year? Go, oh, we're losing money again. We'll bring smaller bands in and whack the price whack up to 130. Yeah. 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 You, know, how, how, you can't go any higher than that. Some people won't go. No, yeah, exactly. That's the highest I've ever seen a day ticket. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Anywhere. Um, yeah. Any, any of the festivals. Right, so talking about another one then, uh, Bloodstock randomly threw out a lot of bands for us, just yeah. out of nowhere, which was a lovely surprise. Thank yeah. you guys, keep that up. Um, and once again, it's one of those lovely little announcements that just chucks in lots of uh, up-and-comers, young bands, yeah. um, and adds more to the whole weekend. We have Sulphur, Damnation's Hammer, Defcon 1, Blasphemer, I can't say that, Blasphemer, yeah. Blasphemer, uh, Zealot Cult, Witch Tripper, and Harbinger. Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I don't know an awful lot about an awful lot of them, um, but that's fine. You know, Witch Tripper we obviously know quite a bit about. Yep, and Zealot Cult. Zealot Cult. And, uh, no, that's it. No, that's I it. Know, I know a little bit about Damnation's Hammer, but only because I was reading up on it. Oh, okay. After when I saw the names come out and I was reading up on it, and uh, I think it's Damnation's Hammer who's got the uh, drummer from Exodus. Oh, right, okay, cool. It's, it's his band. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but, but yeah, so that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's just extra bands. Um, it's just metal. It just adds more to the weekend of potential seas and things like that to check out. 
So yeah, yeah. And Bloodstock's beginning to look um, full, fuller and fuller now. Yeah. You know? Although I did see someone comment the other day that um, so far they've announced sixty pounds, I think. Yeah. And usually it hits like around one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty. So there's still 70, 80, maybe even ninety to go. But a lot of that's new blood. I was about to say, yeah. Let's we got to presume like fifty of that is new yeah. blood. And also, you would imagine that whatever's still to come, like the big names are done. I think so. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I doubt there'd be many more sudden surprises like. Oh, uh, Aussie's better. Yeah, yeah. There might be like the one... <laughs> Priest odd... has got nothing to do with this summer now. Yeah. He's coming yeah. back. There might be like the odd one that's got like a label band. It mm. might like slot in for an early morning slot on one of them on the main stage. Yeah. But that's probably about it. And uh, although this isn't news, just a heads up. Um, Incineration Fest are basically bragging that they're about to sell out. Uh, it's next month. So if, you, if you've been considering it, get it on it quick. It's talking about being reasonable. Incineration Fest is less than £50 for a fuckload of bands across one day and across several venues all enclosed in the same area. There's reasonable. But they're saying they're going to sell out soon. Um, so make sure, if you're planning yeah. to, get on that shit. Yep. Right. Right, we're moving on to something fun now. Uh-oh. This is this. I had a lot of fun with this earlier on. So the last podcast, it might have been a podcast, it might have been the 10 things. I can't remember which one it was. But we we were talking about maggots. Oh, the 10 Slip things, knot. yeah. Yeah. I, I said I'd be grudge being called a maggot. Right, so... So then basically, for the podcast listeners, on the 10 things about Slipknot, we, you, you, Brendan, one of Brendan's was he begrudged being called a maggot. Yeah. Yeah. Which got us talking about nickname for fans, fan bases. I couldn't think of many. No. And don't get me wrong, I looked and I tried hard with the rock and metal thing, but I really struggled. I have got some. Right. So basically, I said I'd come back with Just a pop, list. Pop quiz. And he would have to try and work out which, who, who these fan bases are. So you ready? Be prepared for me to get every fucking one wrong unless you do. Some of them are easy. Some oh, of them right, I okay. was doing with like, huh? And I had to look at to why. Right. Let me let me get me beer. All right, I'm ready. Right, we'll start with a straightforward one. Fanalos. 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 Is this all in metal? No, no, oh, no. Be Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because there aren't enough in metal. That's I what I'm struggling with. Fanalos. Yeah. Metal. Barry Manilow. Yes. All right. Maggots. Uh, sorry, Slipknot. <laughs> uh, Believers, Justin fucking Bieber. Right now it gets a bit tough. Legend, Little Monsters, Little Monsters, Little Mix. No, uh, Little House on the Prairie. That's a show. Oh yeah. Come on, give me something. Give me, give me a clue. Um, she's she she, she is a solo artist, one of the biggest in the world. Not on our music. I'm I'm getting stuck on the word monster. Tell her, yeah, exactly. You should be. That's right. Jennifer Lopez. No, it's Lady Gaga. Is it? Yeah. Here's one. Technically not not in our area, but she was for a while. Oh, Black okay. Stars. Her fan base are called Black Stars. I don't really get it, but apparently it's also related to her perfume. This is fucking hard. Uh, she likes Skater Boys. Oh, Avril Lavigne. Yes. Is it? Avril Lavigne, yeah. Avril yeah. Lavigne. Right. Blockheads. Pop band. Blockheads. Yeah. Block. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the problem, man. Like, because of something I've been listening to a lot today, all I keep getting when I say the word block in my head is, fuck it all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now go on. New kids on the block. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. You were getting stuck in the right words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, often. I, think, I was thinking of modern bands, that's the thing. Yeah, oh. I know, but I think they're back now. That's right, they? they're back. Um, NKOTB are back. Yeah, often they take a word from yeah, the actual yeah, thing and, and just attach it. it. Right, this one I actually really like. 
Okay. Like, it's, uh, I don't think you'll get it. All right. <laughs> Confidence in me, yeah. Dan. I love that. The Victims. And the, the band is an indie band. Big yeah. indie band. But I liked it in reference to what the name of the band is. <laughs> oh. Arctic Monkeys. No, but you're on the right. You're on the right path. You are on, on the right, right path of uh, Arctic Monkeys. Similar. Okay. Who else is big like that? People are probably screaming right now, going, "It's this fucking band." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a victim too. Yes, yes, a victim of what? What might you be a victim of? Circumstance. No, the oh, killers. Flies. The killers. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's I liked it. Yeah. All right, this is a. Uh, th- Right, see if we get this one. Deadheads. Old band. Deadheads. Right? Yeah. Old band. Yeah. What sort of music? What genre are we talking? Mm, I don't know. Bluesy. They're rock for some people. Pink Floyd. No, the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. Right, this one's technically got two, because there's one old one and one modern one. Oh, right. The Blue Army or Aero Force One. Aerosmith. Yes. Blue Army. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. It's because in like the 70s... when he used to play for Chelsea. No. No. <laughs> Apparently in the 70s, that gig used to be attended by a lot of denim wearers. Oh, okay. Yeah. They called them the Blue Army. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I thought it was cool. It's better than the other one. Aero Force One is the name for their like, fan clubby like thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for, like, for I like example... I the Blue Army. I think that's quite a good name. According online, Metallica fans... I didn't add this one, but Metallica fans are called Metallicats. And I've never heard Metallica fans call that. I was like, wasn't that what was written in the inlay of yeah. Garage Inc? Yeah. You know, so it's... Yeah, I thought it come from that era. I don't think it was... I don't think any Metallica fan called themselves a Metallica. Metallicat, yeah. All right, easy one. Kiss Army. Yes. All right, another easy one. Juggalo or Juggalette? Insane Clown Posse or Inner City Posse? Actually, that's not bad. I put IC- ICP, so it could be either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, Katie Cats. Katie Perry. Yes! He Fuck got it. one of the ones. We could put a name in it and it's easier. Uh, Swifties. Swift. What? Bandit. Swifties. Yeah. Is that? I thought that was a guy. Isn't there a guy called Swift? No, 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 no. Tinchy Strider. No. Tiny Temper. Taylor Swift. Oh, Swift. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, that's obvious now. You said it. Right again. Here's one with two. That's one that's more modern, related to the. I think it was the last Ooh. album or one of the right. the original one. Let's stretch out a bit. And this is one of ours. Okay. Shit. No pressure. <laughs> So you're not going to agree about being ours, but fair enough. Okay. Killjoys Kill or MCR Army? Oh, my chemical romance. Oh, yeah, that one gave it away, didn't it? That's MCR right. Army, yes. I see Weirdly it. enough, I don't hate them as much as I do some other bands. Okay, that's I good. never liked them a lot, but I like the Black Parade album. Well, it's, it's, it's a very good, good album. It, yeah. yeah, very good album. All right, Barbies. This is a tough one. Barbies. It's um, R&B singer. Is it? Yeah. Dave, David. No, not David Jason. What's his name? Female. Craig David. Female. Female. Beyonce. No. Uh, she's got just a strap. I think it's something just like Beyonce's Army or something like that. Is it's it? not a bit clever. Boring. Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. Right. I, 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 this one made me laugh because I, I reckon you're going to go straight to one particular band. Right. Diamond Heads. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Diamond Head, isn't it? No. But it's not. No, it's I know, not. I know it's not that. You said that. <laughs> diamond Head. So something to do with a diamond. Mm. Is this metal? No. Oh, okay. No, you, no, no. But come he, away from but, that. But it is a, a very famous... Uh, Old crooner. Frank Sinatra. No. Diamond Heads. Come on, man. Neil Diamond. Yes. <laughs> Diamond Heads. Yeah. It's e- people do that a lot, don't they? The head at the end of it. Yeah. They love that shit. Yeah. Fuck All right, here's, right. The last four 
One's in rap and the other three are as. Okay. And some of them are tough. Right, the one. This is a rap one? No, no. Oh, shit. This is, this is as. What, the fans are called the one? The one, yes. Is this while she sleeps? No. Because we're the one that makes it the six? No, no, no I, I don't know where this really came from, but it, it's out there, the one. I've not heard this before. Yeah. I mean, is this, like, are they popular? Yeah. They don't sound popular. They're one <laughs> just like one fan. They're scarily popular. He's the one. They're scarily popular and we don't agree with their popularity. Quite strongly <laughs> don't agree with it. We've talked quite in depth about this particular band. Oh, uh, Ghost. Nope. What? <laughs> I'm joking. We, yeah. I'm joking. Now go on, I don't know. Baby Mel. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one. Yeah, yeah. that kind of makes sense with that whole image that they have. and yeah, It does make sense, yeah. Right. Um, Stans. Uh, Eminem. Way, yeah, yeah, wicked. Yeah. Right, um, two more. One's easy, one's not. So I'll do the easy one first. Headcases. Machine Head. Of course. And Knuckleheads. Knucklehead. Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Wicked. See, so, yeah, yeah. End of high. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You basically struggle with the ones you should struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've not heard the one before. Yeah. I don't think. But then I've, maybe I just wouldn't have. There were lots and lots of more. There's that a I few just... good ones in there, though. I think the killer's one, like you you said, is a good one. Victor. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. And I quite like the... The Blue Army one, I do. Uh, yeah, the yeah, idea of being down, down, yeah, because yeah. it makes you think as well. You go, why'd you call it that? Because of everyone wearing denim, you're like, that's fucking cool. Oh, yeah, 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 that's great. <laughs> right now, that's out of the way. We're going to do another track for you, and this time we're going to Stockholm, where Mr. Misery's distinctive and decorative blending of symphonic black metal, DSBM, and a thimble, uh, thimbleful of classical music elements have been have been being raved over by the listeners and critics alike ever since the birth of their 2016's album Absence. The following year saw the arrival of two lauded short chapters, Shackles of Life and Fields of Isolation, both linking a good resemblance to the last album in terms of sonic aesthetics. Uh, the departure of the long-term soldier, oh dear God, I'm going to struggle to say this one, Phlegathon, who left the band to focus more on his other band, Hyperion, and the inclusion of Tenebris in late 2017 marked a new era for Mr. Misery. With the new lineup, Mr. Misery recorded their third full-length unalterable during 2017-2018. Well, the title track of the album was originally written in 2014. The rest of the numbers were composed between those two years. According to the band, this album differs from the previous efforts, both in terms of production and composition, clocking in at nearly two hours. It's a fucking hell of an album. It's long. Unalterable is the longest and most monumental record the band have produced to date. It will be released on April 12th, so today, if you're listening and hearing it, via Black Line Records. And this track is Heir to Misfortune.
around your throat, hangs the noose, the one that will seal your fate, a cruel grasp on the spirit that shattered by the weight of the years in silence. The abyss is calling, singing nightly serenades, and you answer its siren call.
Damn. Yeah, it's a mouthful that one, but yeah. it's often trying to cut these parts and go over what hour, needs to be said. Two yeah. hour long album. Yeah, which is now 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 we're um, we're going to talk about some of these albums, need please. I, I put a little list together, including some yeah. you've written that you kind of raved about or were. Yeah, it's been strange. I, you know, like I, I I can't remember again if it was a podcast or even if it's just a chat that we've had um, when we're not being recorded by anyone other than Alexa or mm. something like that. Yeah. But, um, I'm pretty sure we talked at a point in time where we were like, we're really not giving much out in the way of 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like, you know, that's right. Yeah. We had to be some high scorers. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't much in the way out of 10, 10 out of 10s. And then I had a burst where literally I just seemed to be getting flooded with immaculate fucking album after <laughs> album. And I was like, I was almost got to the end of the last couple of weeks, desperate for one that wasn't as good. So I could stop writing 10, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it's been, yeah, it's been great last couple of weeks, man. Well, really, really impressed. We'll kick off with that one then, the old 10 out of 10 one, most recent one, which is Altar. Altar. Yeah. Pantheon, Pantheon. 2019. Mm. Kind of once you figure that you're, well, if, you, if you know Roman numerals straight away, then great. Um, if, once you figure it out, it's suddenly like not so cool. Yeah, yeah. Pantheon 2019 is shit. Pantheon MMXIX yeah, is cool. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, these guys are great. Like really, really good. It's black metal, post black metal. So there you go. You're happy with that one. Um, they are from Russia or Siberia, mm-hmm. specifically within Russia. Not necessarily. Well, Russia maybe these days a bit more, but I think I said in a review, you don't really go back ten years ago and think, oh, there's so much great music coming out of Russia. No, no, you know no. I mean? no. Um, Nowadays more, but not not ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, and I guess it's one of the great things about internet and globe being more global is you do get more music from more places. Yeah. And it probably means that the scenes have existed out there for a long time. But, but it's just, just reaching no us way. now, you yeah. Know? yeah. And like, this, this album's brilliant, man. It's really, really good. It's very atmospheric. Bits of like, kind of, you know, if you're picking up bands, it kind of sounds like, there are times in songs where I'm thinking this is like very ghost bath, you know, but for the most part, it's just like one song after the other of just, like, you know, your arms, sort of hair standing up. Really? Your arms, you're like, I haven't listened to it, man. Really I've got to fucking now. good. And is, yeah, this out, is this out now? This is out now, right. yeah. It came out uh, last, last week, week yeah. yeah, on the Friday. Um, I listened to it because I just wanted something to listen to. I've been listening to quite a lot, and I was like, oh, I've not heard of this. I've not heard of Altar. Uh, they've actually had the band been around for a little while, but only two albums ago, they changed their name to Altar from something else. Oh, okay. They kind of re... I don't know if they changed their musical style or not, because I don't know any of their older stuff, but they reformed under a new name. Same members, as far as I'm aware. New label... And uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 probably for, for straight up black metal. It's easily the best I've heard this year so far. Yeah, easily um, one of the best I've heard in the last few years, I would say. And yeah, yeah, very impressive. Definitely worth checking out. Cool. Yeah, that's one definitely I got to check out as well. Yeah. It sounds right up my street. So that's that's perfect. All right, we did just play a track of it, but I'm going to touch a little bit about, upon it now. Uh, Mr. Misery's Unalterable. Uh, which is out today, like if you, uh, well today, because this is when this podcast has gone out, so it is out today. Um, as I said in the little spiel at the start, uh, re- regarding the two EPs, which were Shackles of Life and Fields of Isolation, that was where I first came across these this band, and it was these short EPs, and I couldn't fucking believe how good, it's kind of what you were saying there, yeah. where it's black metal, but it's it's so much more than just black metal, and it was fantastic. Uh both are fucking brilliant. I'm pretty sure I gave both 10 out of 10. I know I gave one for sure. I might give them a second 9.5. I've also given Unalterable reviews that in the site 9.5 out of 10. And it's two hours. All that is to me is 
I just got even more Mr. Misery. Yeah. These guys are quite simply masters of what they fucking do. I will say one thing that I'd really love to know more about this. They love covering a band called Cold World. Never heard of this band until they did a cover song on a, on one of the EPs. Can't remember which one it was. And the cover was fucking great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, what's it called? And they do another cover of a Cold World song on the album, which is also fucking great. Yeah. And it's kind of like this thing where, like, when um, I heard uh, Ghost cover um, Bible, and it was such an incredible song that I, I don't want to go check out the original because this is good enough for me, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, I don't want to hear... Like, I know Ghost Bible, for example, was from a sort of weird pop band, that kind of thing. So yeah. I don't really want to hear the original. And it's kind of like this. But fucking Mr. Misery, man, they, 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 these, they have it. Have it. They yes. Have it. Um, yeah, Devin Townsend, obviously, last week. Yeah. Empath. Strange album. Mm. Strange man. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we know, you know, like, you don't go into a Devin Townsend album or song even thinking, oh, this will just be some standard run of the normal music. God, no. You know it's not going to be in... And I guess one of the problems with him being so creative and whatnot is that sometimes it it's, it goes outside of your comfort zone quite a bit. Of course, yeah. And Empath is a great album. Like, it really is a fantastic album. But the stuff that was more in my comfort zone was very front-heavy, the first five, six tracks. Yep. And I liked a lot of the end stuff, but you name it, and it's on this album. I mean, there's a song that sounds literally. My my daughter believes it's from a Disney movie. <laughs> it sounds it's a man crooning, and there's birds tweeting in the background. That's all yeah. the way through it. Doesn't get heavy or anything like that at any point. There's one that starts off with a rooster <laughs> called Borderlands, and it is um. There's one where there's a bear talking to a sprite who's lost his ability to fly, um, and he's <laughs> trying to encourage him. It's a very positive album. Yeah. Very very much built on the side of it's not that bad guys and that, but that's all the back end of the album I and mean, the last song on that album is 23 minutes long yeah and it is i don't know what you call it an experience i guess but the ending and i really like it and i think i said in my review the last four minutes of it i have to turn it off really because it feels to me like you know this is how i picture it in my mind right devin's comes into the studio with his four bandmates right yeah. And they're like, oh, what's he brought with him today? And he opens up a bag <laughs> and he's like, I've got a cowbell, i got a flute, i got like, I've an actual cow. And it's like he got to the end of the last four minutes of this whole album, long album, you know, over an hour and a bit long. And he's like, I've still got 50 things left. And he just threw everything into that last four minutes. There's fucking chip tune, there's stuff flying off in every direction. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? And I think then with about 30 seconds left, it then clicks back into the song and it's like, Oh, fucking hell. And it's amazing, but it's not great music. Yeah. It's amazing, and it's like, that's kind of cool. Unique. And you almost want to show people it, but very, I'm very aware when I listen to that 20-odd minute long song that this is the only time I'll ever listen to this song. Yeah. I'll never play this again. It's any Other than player. to show somebody. Um, however, it also has my favourite song of the whole year of any band so far in the first half of the album, which is called Spirits Will Collide. Okay. And it is just fucking amazing. Uh, you know, cross between Brigadoon and Metal. Like, <laughs> genuinely, you, you listen to it at some point, the intro song is called Castaway, and it goes straight into another song uh, called uh, Genesis. Mm. And Castaway is literally the sounds of waves on a beach, and then these gentle, kind of 80s, 70s sort of uh, musical, kind of soft female vocals singing a nice little harmony like you're straight out of Moana. And you're just like, what am I even listening to yeah. here? And it goes from that into Genesis, which is a much more rocked up song. But again, it's wacky. Don't get me wrong. It's all, it's, it's all out there. 
And then Spirits Will Collide is basically a song that goes all the way through, which is that same gentle female vo voices, really hushed, really old-fashioned sounding, doing a verse, followed by him doing a verse, followed by both of them in the chorus, and then back to that again. Yeah. And it is this amazingly positive song that I can honestly, honestly say, having listened to it now maybe five billion times because yeah. i fucking love it yeah i mean literally i listen to this every day now four or five times that's great i think everybody in the world should download this song and listen to it in the morning when you wake up because you just go into work like perky as fuck really that's you know, awesome you've got devon townsend singing in your ear saying remember you're perfect you know um yeah the the, the flame burns through all don't forget that don't forget who you are don't you know it's literally just this like um you know you talked about people like andrew wk and yeah, this yeah. positivity that yeah. pours out this song i listened to it and i can honestly say i felt fucking better literally felt better and wow. i don't listen to it now for that reason i listen to it because it's an amazing yeah song. yeah but i genuinely i can put it on i'd be in the worst mood possible and put that song on and i'll just be beaming i'll be like i can't be angry i remember i'm perfect <laughs> you know <laughs> So yeah, that's out now. Make sure you check that yeah. one out as well. It's an incredible review there. Yeah. <laughs> right, last week, uh, Left, Left for Red, the Midlands Metalers in the UK, uh, finally released Human Complex. That's now out. Go check it out. If you want to hear some of the music uh, amongst us talking, we played a song on the last podcast. You can check it out too. Bang an album. Really, really... Um, I would say up and comers because they're not. They're 10 years into their career. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, being a British scene, they're not out there as much as they could be. So make sure you check them out as well. Somebody's going to fly through because it's yeah. mainly about just what, what I, was making all fucking And I just day. took up a load of time. Yeah, there is that <laughs> as well. Um, Matt Mitchell and Nicole Hart self-titled is coming out in a few weeks' time. I saw this came my way and I saw the name, Matt Mitchell and Nicole Hart. I don't know who Matt Mitchell was, although I know and understand more now. But also, <clears throat> it sounds silly, but I get a little bit, when I see like the name of the singers in the band yeah. um, and I go a bit, hmm, okay, it's a bit of Vanity Project potentially and so on. And I kind of got the idea this would be a rock, bluesy rock, that kind of thing. Man, this is a banger. This yeah. is such a fucking good album. This guy, other than being a great singer, but the rest of the band as well, it's a very, very, very talented thing. And I, I like the Cold Hearts part. I like that than the name. Uh, Latitude's Part Island is another great post uh, album that needs to check out, leaning towards post rock more than anything else. But one of those... Um, I always like to call them like airy, floating on cloud style, um, lighter, less, less, less shoegazy, more look up kind of thing. Uh, bought the unblinking eye, bought come away a couple of years back and come back with a new EP, Desert Stoner Rock, just done really fucking well. Um, an amazing, amazing band. They, they, the Stoner Rock, I like it. I like it a lot, a lot of the time. Uh, particularly, I know the the Desert Rock thing and Stoner Rock, they're kind of the same thing, so yeah. to speak. But one of the things I love about Bort is I get it. Like when someone, one of the things that I actually I wrote today in a review, I was writing um, a review for a band that had been described to me as being alternative rock. And my first part of the review is I'm getting sick to fucking death of seeing alternative rock. Because what does that actually mean? Yeah. That could mean anything. Do you use pop elements? Are you using punk elements? Are you, are you using um, wind chimes? Do you see what I mean? Alternative rock. And we do get a bit silly with these names. But where, what I love is when someone says to me, hey, my album or my EP is Desert Rock. And when I listen to it, I'm like, sweaty because I'm, I've got a sun beaming down on me. I, I can picture a dusty, dry, fucking desert with an oasis. You know what I mean? That's what I get with Bort. They really, really give me that impression. It's in their music and I love that about them. Uh, Blind Monarch. 
what is imposed must be endured. Also, big up the bands who come up with wicked titles for that <laughs> shit. Yeah. What is imposed must be endured. Love the title. Great Doom band. Really, really love Doom at the moment. The scene, oh, the scene of Doom is so fucking strong across the world, not just in our country. But they're pulling out a lot of stops, you know. And Doom, you know, again, it's wide varying. What style are you going to get? An old school style of Doom or is it more leaning towards the heavy side? Yeah. But Blind Monarch rocking, rocking stuff. And the one I'm what I've left to last because no two more sorry I've got fucking police cars you picked up in the podcast but they drive me nuts. Looking for us. Uh, Forever and the album is Forever and it's actually out next week. Now this is a surprise to me because it was again described to me as AOR, an AOR album. And I was kind of like that name always kind of annoys me. You know, like it's not really a way of describing something. But I kind of understand what people mean by it. It's kind of like this old school 80s maybe rock and this stadium designed for singles, that kind of thing. Um, And this album part shocked me because I was like, this is fucking insane. They can't be serious. Part blew me away. You said about a song you play every day. Off Forever's Forever album, um, there's a song called Hope that has basically become my daily play it's on every single fucking day i love the lyrics i love the voice i love the style of it and across this album it's so fucking weird there are tracks that sound like they belong in um footloose to just stay up straight up rock songs and and it's it's very unique um i really like what they've done here it you know i don't i don't sound a criticism but i spent a lot of my time going cool that was death metal yeah record uh, cool, you know, it's another one that says we're thrash or whatever and so on. So when these kind of uniquely silly kind of things come along, and I say, when I say silly, I don't mean it's disrespectful. I mean in the sense that it either is a throwback or it's breaking conventions and things like that, and there's no real chance of long-term success yeah. in it. I'm I'm intrigued. So I'm like, okay, cool. It'd be nice to vary things up. It's why I love listening to pop rock and stuff like that, and pop punk and things like that. It's just because, you know, after the fifth death metal record in a row, where the person says, yeah, we're really unique. We're a throwback. We do old school, but with a modern sound. You're like, so does everybody else. You know, it doesn't mean it's not good. It just means, you know, I'm not likely to give you much more than a seven or an eight if it's good, you know? Yeah. So forever, really, really took me by surprise. And like, I kind of want to, oh, it's one of those, I wish it'd come a different way to me because the way it came to me, I I, I, I kind of want to reach out to the band and just be like, fucking thank you like but it'd be rambling thank you so much for surprising me with your weird and weird and wonderful record um grand magus uh wolf god a new album i think it's the ninth i think it's the ninth album it's grand magus album it's very very good it is riffs fucking riffs um i love the kind of theme running through it which is Again, what I said about selling these moments to you, and they conjure up like a, a, images of big halls and cold mountains with howling winds outside, and people are drinking mead inside, and you know that kind of thing. Yep. It, it and everyone's hairy and drunk, <laughs> and you know, oh, they conjure that up. It's a very, very good album. It's a very good Grand Magus album. Don't expect any surprises. Basically, if you're going in there thinking they're gonna, it's gonna re- revolutionize the heavy metal world, you, you're silly. But you will enjoy it. And they're at Bloodstock this year as well. And this has just created an appetite for I'm like, yeah, this shit's going to go down great. They're, I think they're one of the head, they're one of the headliners of Sophie, they're aren't quite they? Quite high up. Yeah. yeah so like, that's a great kind of end to the night potentially. You know, getting drunk or by then should be drunk anyway. To that, yeah. 
Whew, right, you can go now. Would you go next? <laughs> the, 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 um, yeah, your bottom two of that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Night Rage, mm. wrapping the shirt. As soon as I yeah, saw this came go. out, I didn't even bother sending a message going like, oh, are you going to cover this? I was like, yeah, let's leave it. Uh, you know, I love it. Exactly. Um, they don't really seem to let me down. That's why I love them so much, you know. Uh, you know my feelings on them. I think they should be much fucking bigger than they are. I really do. And this album, uh, Wolf to Man, which has been out a couple of weeks now, yep. is the best of modern times, definitely. You know, yeah. maybe the, it, I think I said a review. For me personally, it's the best album they've released. I think it's fucking phenomenal. Um, it's what, exactly what you expect from Night Rage. You're not ripped the fucking rule book up. Yep. It is Marius just being a wizard on guitar because that guy can fucking play guitar. Of course, yeah. Um, the riffs are amazing. Like I said they're a tighter band now. You know they're proper in there. The vocals uh, from Ronnie Nyman, uh, he just seems to get better and better. Like he's no, he's no longer just barking that kind of monotone shout. You know he's got, he goes up into different ranges. He goes deep, like like death blackened sort of vocals yeah. at times. It's nice and heavy, like plenty heavy. But they do have your little night rage, you know, moments where they, you know, being they are they're a proper true to the term melodic death metal. Yeah, band. yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not like. Oh, we're, we're melodic death metal, but we throw in a bit of hardcore and a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of that. They are exactly what they are. They As are traditional songs melodic build up death with beautiful fucking harmonised melody. Really, really. There are a couple of nice surprises on this album, though, like some straight all out, no melody, just three and a half minute sort of death metal songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic album. Really, really good. And I guess the one that surprised me, because I didn't expect to like this which was a uh, man of war not only that as well it's turning out to be very popular on the site that oh, was it yeah yeah yeah. Really noticed. <laughs> yeah yeah so the final battle ep yep part one uh only four songs in it um they're, they're all great they're all great songs i didn't expect to like it as much as i did but there's one song in particular it's called sword of the highlands which is like a, a, a long one it's like a the epic yeah yeah big, slow kind of brooding folk sort of song and it's fucking brilliant it is one of the it's the best man of war song i've ever heard I know that for an absolute fact. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be difficult, yeah. But, you know, it's hard, you'd be hard to push to say that it's not up there as one of the best folk metal kind of anthem songs that you'd ever have heard. It's amazing. They do tend to always taint things a bit for me, though. Go on. Uh, that this, doesn't, this is not about the music, but I remember when I was like writing it up. Oh! And I looked for a statement from them. I read Did you this, read the yes! About the reason they split it out into three yeah. EPs is because they're just too good like we wouldn't be able to take this much quality <laughs> in one album yeah, it's, so it's like or oh, you got free sales out <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. come on no, don't bullshit me you know but that's fine it's cool i quite like a few of the things they do with it like you know for example it's out now obviously everywhere digitally however you can only buy a physical copy at their uh show uh for so if you've got a ticket to their show and I, I don't. I know there's another way to make money, but I guess there's something special there, which is that you can own that. And it's a month after the tour ends that they then release it everywhere. Okay, that's cool. So it's kind of cool that if you are a big fan and you're going there, you can also own that long before the, you know, us armchair kind of non-fan sort of people back back home. Yeah. But yeah. So, but but yeah, as an EP, it's 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 cool as fuck. There you go. And check that out. Um, right, two more then uh, quickly. Whitechapel, the Valley. Have you heard this by the by the way? Yeah, I listened. I haven't listened to it all the way through, but because I, I listened to it, they released about four or five songs that are singles mm, in the build yeah, up to it. That's so right, I've, I've yeah. listened to all the singles. It's a good album. It's a good Whitechapel album. Um, strong Whitechapel album. A lot of uh, dark themes behind it. It's very fucking heavy, as you would expect. Um, they're moving away from their earlier sounding. You certainly sort of see the direction they're going. There's a lot more clean singing in this. Um, 
which is fine for me, fine by me, because it results in good music. Yeah. Uh, Whitechapel, I, I've enjoyed them in the past, but I would say, okay, across an album, I'd get bored because it's kind of just the same, you know? Yeah. Um, but this has got variation in it. I think I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed it. Enough to do a YouTube video review for it. Yeah. That's enough. And the last one. Um, I, I, have you ever listened to Periphery? Ever? Uh, yeah, but I, I think it was like, because they had a numbered album or an EP like called Periphery 4 or something like that. They're all numbered. This is Periphery oh, is, 4. Is it? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Periphery Maybe f- that's what it is. I didn't see it because you didn't write the 4 in here. Yeah. That, that's what kept sticking in my head, so maybe not. Maybe it's just... Last one was Periphery 3, Selected. What are they? They're like technical metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressive stuff. Yeah, progressive technical. You yeah. can add all that into them because, yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm today. sure I've listened to them because I like it's it's not like a complete blind name to me. Do you know what I mean? Must, I reckon you might have heard stuff off Select Difficulty, which is the last one, Periphery 3. Yeah, possibly. Because that's the thing. It's not Periphery... And then the album title is Three Select yeah. Difficulty. It's Periphery Three, then album title Select Difficulty. Periphery Four, Hail Stan. Not Hail Satan, Hail Stan. Um, it's a brilliant Periphery album. Um, it's It's got some absolute, some of the best work they've done. It, it's not perfect. There are a few moments where they get a little bit too crazy. Almost like, again, it's like you guys have too much going on in that head. You just need to, someone that's, Tell you not to yeah. add that element there and remove that. I remember there's one particular song where it's just got this horrible effect at the end where I was like, damn it, guys, damn it. <laughs> Too much. You know, damn it. Where's the goddamn producer to say, no, cut that, guys. It's not good. Probably Devin Townsend producer. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Periphery 4, it's it's the fourth Periphery album. They continue to, to reinvent, I think, the technical progressive side of metal. By by fucking far. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Is there anything I just wanted um, to add? We, we're going to talk about one more album a little bit later, aren't we? Which is called Procopton by Ethanima. Why are we going to talk about that? Because we're going to show oh, the box set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yes. Right, track four. M- Murderick entered the black metal fold in 2014 upon reshaping from a dark ambient sound into a faster-paced, aggressive, guitar-orientated band. In 2019, they basically uh, start preparing for the follow-up uh, second album. It's called For Dulcin and is scheduled for release on the 1st of May 2019. It's quite a distance away from this one. They've had quite a few lineup changes, which has kind of affected them since inception. That's why since like uh, 2014, only, this is only their second uh, release. But it's a confident, aggressive album that takes the music to another level than seen in a debut, while still retaining their identity. For Dulcin embodies a much heavier sound and offers a more sinister environment. That was unexploited in the band's previous outputs. This is Sea Spirit of the Night from the new album.
Right, live shows. And uh, we haven't actually been that busy. Uh, that's some fact. We are going to talk about stuff coming up in the future, though, as well. Stuff that we think is uh, yeah. perhaps worth getting to. Some that we've kind of already covered. But I, I, I got to a few gigs in a row uh, a few weeks back. Yeah. And it was a bit of a right mix of odd ones, like if you kind of compare to what I normally go to. So first things first, I saw Witherfell, uh, with a fall, sorry, with a fall, um, an acoustic show at Islington Assembly Hall in London. They were supporting uh, Sonata Artica. Yep. Unfortunately, I couldn't stay for them because I had to go to work. So I went to see with a with a fall's um, acoustic set, and it was a uh, it was it was cool. I, it's one of those. It's not quite for me. I'm not big on these acoustic kind of sets. But I, whereas when I was last there, we got an acoustic set from Tourassas yeah. out of the blue. I was expecting this, so I prepared myself for it. Whereas though at like a metal gig or whatever, on you know when I'm on my own, I'm all, I'm a lot more comfortable because hey, you just headbang on a lot along. Well, it's acoustic. It's a lot. You're a lot more aware, and the place was half full. Yeah, and it's kind of common complaint during any acoustic show. But fuck you, people. Fuck you for talking <laughs> nonstop through an acoustic show. I swear, the amount of times I just tried to move position here or there just to get away from a crowd of people that were standing in a circle talking while this banners on the stage and it's about focusing on them and so on if your conversation is that important you don't care about them go outside or just go to the back of the room but yeah it was cool i don't really know loads about them you know i reviewed their new album and i thought it was a very very good album yep. but I, I wasn't able to identify what was acoustic what wasn't because uh, i'm not that not that from up on it in that sense no um, but I really enjoyed what they did and it was kind of like, oh yeah, I'd like to see these guys as they normally are and that kind of thing. It was a shame I couldn't have stayed for Sonata because obviously that was the big draw there. But what are you going to do? Pale Horse Named Death at the O2 Islington Academy 2. That was at the end of March. Man, oh man. Take um, it, this wasn't an acoustic. No, it wasn't. It was uh, <laughs> It was tiny venue, the upstairs one yeah. as well. Uh, I love this band um, since they came away with uh, the, the new album. And yeah, this was fucking great. It was fun as well fun like the guy the front man he's no fucking slouch if he ain't happy about somebody he 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 gave that sound guy shit all night long man from you know um tripping over stuff on stage to the lights like basically there was this one light that was centered on his face <laughs> and he did his nuts several times over that to the point where he's going to smash it if it didn't get turned off and the poor sound guy's trying to adjust the lights and stuff like that. And I couldn't watch the sound guy because several times it's some young boy, whatever. And it was like, he'd be on his phone and then like he'd say something. He was like, oh shit, shit. And he was like, oh mate, you you did not expect to have to work this yeah. work tonight for this. But yeah, they're an awesome band, you know. They're um, Style of Doom and all that. It's an acquired taste. I can see it boring a lot of people, but it was really, really good. Really enjoyed them. And then the last one was Search for Lean at the O2 Academy 2, Islington, London. Again, at the end of March, uh, it was part of the Scarlet Riot um, tour. I couldn't stay again because I had to go to work. These, I was a night, basically, and I was doing all yeah. these gigs beforehand. But I was going for Search for Lean. I was going because this is a band we know of, yep. we've covered, we've talked to at Bloodstock, but we didn't see them at Bloodstock because they clashed with interviews. So this was effectively the first time I was going to see them. And it was coming off the review of the new single, which was a great song, plus a fucking chat on the phone. Yeah. So almost like it was a requirement. I need to now see these. And it was interesting. It was like, man, you better not be shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're really not. They're really fucking good. Like, really good life. So much fucking energy. And they're fucking so heavy. Like, it's one of those where you're heavy alive, man. That shit is banging alive. On record, like, they have a lot of heavy songs. But she can sing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. Like, it was enough. I was like, man, I hope you get over London more often. Oh, that's good. Mm. 
they said it's always nice to when you finally see these bands these smaller bands that we like you finally see them live and they are actually good yeah like, oh, yes I was biggest disappointment was I didn't have enough time to stay to see Farron because I was hoping to correct the Bloodstock thing yeah in a small because it was Islington too as well so yeah. it was small and I was thinking yeah this would be a good opportunity to hopefully like what what we didn't like about them at Bloodstock maybe here works better but didn't get the opportunity right there are some wicked gigs coming up it is turning into gig season the weather is out sun's out and all that and festival stuff and all that. So, but then like none of them are booking round festivals all at the end of the fucking year, basically. Yep. <clears throat> so we'll start with the ones I've listed. Uh, end of September, beginning of October for UK fans across the country. There's several several shows. We have Rivers of Nile with Black Crown Initiate, Moll and Orbit Culture. Um, I love this. I love this fucking show. Yeah, I don't know who Orbit Culture are though. That's the only one I don't know. And uh, I do know who Black Crown Initiate are. It would have only been better for me if it had been Mole before yeah. Rivers of Nile. Like that would have been perfect. Well, if we're talking that, mine would have been Mole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, I mean, yeah. You can't put them above Rivers of yeah, Nile. Yeah, I know. But so we're saying, like, yeah. But, like, basically, as soon as I saw Mole and I saw Rivers of Nile, I was like, well, that's. And it was like £22. Yeah. And that's like, that, that, that's, that's worth it alone. Yeah, that's an amazing show. Yeah, it really is. That is an amazing show. And that's for us in London, it's at the Dome, which is, oh, well, happy about yeah. it. Really happy about it. Uh, beginning of July, Carrick Angra, one of the finest black metal bands out there right now. Uh, they uh, they are wonderful. They, excuse me, create wondrous black metal music. Um, and they're out with Diante Christ and Nev- also wonderful. Neville Ra um, at the Underworld. Yeah, no, good uh, combo again, isn't it? Yeah, again, you know, not, not I'm not familiar with Nev- Neville Ra, mm. you know, but it's cool. Diante Christ and Carrick Angra is great. Yeah. Big fan of Diante Christ. And in London, that's the Underworld. Yeah, that's gonna be a sweaty gig, isn't it? Yeah, talk about sweaty gigs at the Underworld. <laughs> Coming two days after download at the Underworld, but yeah. also other UK dates before download is Alien Weaponry, a band that we, like many people, were like, we've heard lots about these guys. Let's yeah. go check them out at Bloodstock. Holy shit! And it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it is. I'm surprised this hasn't sold out already. Mm. I'm very surprised by that. Actually, it might. I mean, it might just be that people are like will will buy the tickets at some point. Yeah. But... It's still a few months away, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I've got my tickets. So I can't wait for it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, mine are up there. <laughs> um, 12th of August, Dyerside are coming back to London. There's one random London date with Christian. I don't yeah. know who they are. Uh, I've reviewed their album, uh, not last year, the year before. Okay, and wow. And I made it into my top 20, I believe it was. It's a good album. Yeah. Um, I don't remember an awful lot about it, but I remember liking it as an album. I can picture the cover in my head. Um, I- yeah. Uh, Deicide's most recent album Overture's a blast for me mm. was great yeah really really good it's yeah, a shame so it's it was... coming so soon after Bloodstock oh yeah isn't it but literally the day after because I've never seen Deicide live um, uh, pity, pity they didn't get the Bloodstock they're probably too big to be announced now uh, yeah probably yeah that's the thing uh, we've already covered Static X with Saw that's at the end of September uh, beginning of October that's it the band I was forgetting I'd said Dope it was Pope as well Pope and Dope Oh, is that not what? That's not one thing. No, no, that's two separate bands. Pope and Dope. I know, right? I put it like, but it's two separate fucking bands. Well, I don't know. Well, I know who Dope are, but I don't know who Pope are. But yeah, yeah, same problem for me. But uh, yeah, we've already covered it at the start, so go yeah. listen to that if you want. And the last one, the big one, and we'll talk. We'll talk about this. A little, we'll just mention it. No, we'll bring it. We'll talk about it now because we're going to do the other part at the end anyway. Yeah. Beginning of November, Machine Head are coming back to the UK as a celebration of their debut album, Burn My Eyes. And from what I've read, it is going to be a 
three-hour show where half of it, the first half is going to be Machina traditional, yep. whatever, and the second half is going to be Burn My Eyes in Full. Yep. Um, we'll get on to my issues with that full stop. Um, but yeah, so basically London dates. London date is at the is at Brixton, Brixton Academy. Totally fine with that. Yeah, it's Brixton and Brixton and Machine Ed, they go together. Yeah, don't they? I kind of liked it the idea because it's it, we won't go into detail on it, but it's a bit of a throwback kind of gig, and it's back in a place where we would have seen Machine Ed mm. kind of historically, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind yeah, I was kind of cool with that. I liked it. Mm. Yeah, so those are uh, things. But um, right, so we we'll, might we'll my issue with the show. Is the you same can't one. Have an issue with the show. I'd well, I'd reverse it for stars. I'd have the first half be burn my eyes, not the second half, um, and then the second half's just machine and machine head. But I've got a theory about this. Wait, <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't get to your theory. But the other thing as well is what I previously complained about. And we we actually both complained or at least discussed it uh, regarding the round our shows uh, last year, which is, come on guys, man, bring someone out with you. That's it. Simple. Bring a support band out of you. And also, like, maybe, I, 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 Rob, this is why band members keep leaving. Because they keep making them play for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, you know, I, I do agree with you. You know, we both agree that <laughs> we, I'd, I'd like to see them bring a support band out. Um, the only reason I'm not, I'm, like, kind of not so, not, not bothered, not the right word, but I'm okay, I guess, with it this time around is because it isn't just a typical evening win. No. You know, so that, so that it is different. In a way, he is bringing other band members out with him. It is, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there is that. They're just not in other bands. <laughs> yes, yes. Just poor Rob and Jared will have to play the three hours. Yeah, <laughs> poor Jared. Yeah, whereas um, he, he looks young and healthy, he'd be alright. Yeah, that's the thing. He's young. Yeah. If it was uh, Dave and uh, Phil, they'd be fucked. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'll talk a bit more about Machina. At the end, yes, yeah. yes, we will. Right, new, another track for you. We're going to Crown Aside, hailing from Murica in Spain. Cranicide sprang to Mercia. life. Mercia. Mercia. What I I said Murica, like the end of the Yeah. Fucking hell. Murica. Yeah. Well, they came to life in 2013, combining strengths of groove metal, death metal, and even progressive metal. Cranicide's crafts have always crossed the bar of one single style. They released a self-titled debut EP in 2015, composed and recorded by the original members. Inconsistent lineups, though, has encumbered the progression of the band's full length, but currently the unit is stronger than ever as a four-piece. The impending debut album from Mud to Ashes is a concept album. That recounts the history of the Maya peoples and the way they were tortured by the Spanish visitors. The first three tracks narrate the creation of Maya, according to the description of the cultural narrative Popol Vuh, and the final four tracks recall the arrival of the Spanish tormentors and how brutally they slaughtered the indigenous people and inhumanly imposed their own religion. This track is called 1942. From Mud to Ashes is due for release on April 24th. Check it out. Enjoy. Check it out.
news part, I missed something. I skipped over because it's going to leave to the end. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you were just skipping over it because of no, the I band completely it was forgot. about. But thankfully, because the uh, we were, I was going to ask a question anyway, it ties into that. Have yeah. you seen The Dirt? Nah. Motley Crue biop? Nah. No, I'm not interested? I'm, I probably will at some point. I'll probably catch it at some point. I'm not like bothered about it but it's like you know it's out so I'll, I'll, at some point I'm bound to watch it when you yeah basically run out of things yeah, yeah. when I'm, I haven't got anything else I'm like oh, I really want to watch this to be like oh I might stick that on for an hour while I'm working or something like that you know it's, um, um, it sounds like it's a bit of fun to th- be honest yeah you know it's not as good as certain subsect will have you believe I, I believe it glosses over too much I believe um, some of the performances are not right um, I believe it's nowhere. Sh- it's not shocking, other than some scenes at the start. I don't think it says anything or does anything that particularly will make people go, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. you know, if if you've read the dirt, which I haven't, I haven't read the dirt, so it's not like I've got a comparative either in that sense. But I know obviously there's that. Um, is it a good history of uh, of Motley Crue? I think to a certain degree, but uh, this is one of those things where I'll always stand by this, which is, man, I can't believe this band ever became as big as they are. Like based on <coughs> like based off the overall productivity, yep. the overall quality of their music, the overall quality of the band members, it is it honestly I've said to my wife straight after, right time, right place. That's all yeah. they were. I mean it happens to some people, yeah. don't it? Just catch the imagination of a few people for a while and that's it and next thing you know you're a legend. Yeah. So on that what band would you like to see a buy-up about? Buy-up about what band or bands would you think? Yeah, they would make a cool story, like a buy-up about where actors play them and stuff like that. Hmm. Now you know it's easy to start Very thinking. Well, right. Well, I'm, first one which I'd I would love and I think would be fucking amazing, and it's not really directly in metal though, which is David Bowie. Okay. Um, guy has hmm. been an influence for so much of metal. Yep. And rock in general. Uh. I know that in lots of other people's, like even in books, uh, autobiographies by people like Lemmy and uh, Marilyn Manson and everything like that, there's lots of um, time with David Bowie. Yep. Uh, I'm a massive fan of it, so I'd love to see you know something on his life. Long, long. That's a long movie. Yeah, it, it is a long movie. I mean, you see, like they did the Queen one recently, didn't they? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Have you Which, seen that? Yeah, it's really good. Actually, it's very, very good. Um, it doesn't do his life. That's the thing. It does up to a, it does up to the point of them. Playing the Live Aid. Oh, Live Aid, yeah, yeah. That, that ends with him being hailed a hero on right. stage. Right, so you reckon it, it might be a part two then? I don't know if it'll be a part two, because part two would just be him dying. <laughs> yeah, it's <awesome. laughs> It'd be pretty shit, wouldn't it? Pretty, yeah, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite. I mean, the film does, like, it, it kind of... You know how films do, like, it ends... As it's getting near its end, he's ill now, he knows about it, the band are all in turmoil, all broken up, they get back together, he's yep. very sad. And then it ends on that big highlight of him... Live Aid, recapturing yeah. Recapturing his form and, and doing Live Aid. Yeah, that makes sense. Positive, So, you know, yeah. I think that's where they'll leave that. Mm. But, um... David you know, I think a David Bowie one. one would be awesome. Uh, it's weird, because I guess you tend to naturally try and gravitate towards bands that are older, because you can't... We've also got to bear in mind, like, for example, like, Metallica. Technically, we already had to say, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, we don't need a fucking... Oh, I don't want anyone on Metallica, because I know, I think I know everything I need to know about yeah. Metallica. Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you know what I'd like to see a one on? Emperor. Oh, that's a cool Emperor would fucking be a good one. one. Because I think there's well, well, we know there's some stories and shit there anyway. Mm. Um, but I think also it would be a really good reflection on going back twenty years ago, in the darker side of the Scandinavian scene, you know, and and addressing all of that. But also then the change that's kind of happened with the band and each time in particular over twenty years. Yeah, because look, that's specific to Emperor Lords of Chaos. Yeah, 
is yeah because i mean that's focusing obviously on a certain section and a certain yeah. story but emperor s- themselves i mean and particularly isan yeah 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 i think that guy's got he could write 20 books and he'd be i think he'd be a very interesting man to know more about i'm not i don't think he he doesn't come across as a man who'd be particularly open to that sort of thing don't get me wrong but uh yeah so emperor would probably win metal emperor would be the big one for me you want a machine head one nah do you know like i think this is partly because of being a big machine head fan mm. i follow them closely enough that i'm not sure there's an awful lot more i mean how do you know if you think of the way the queen one ended how does the machine head one end with like um Phil and Dave's actors walking out the door and the door shutting no. and Rob going, it's so easy. And then and Chris Connors and Logan walking in. I have the ending. <laughs> it's just a triumphant fucking show. And the last line yeah. is, let freedom ring with a shotgun blast. Yeah. And then the opening riff and then it cuts to black. There you go. There's your ending. We'll make it. We'll yeah, do it. You know? On YouTube. Um, Watch out yeah. for it coming soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think sometimes it's, it's almost because I want to know more about a band. Do you know what I mean? In some of it, like Bowie, I think I know like a lot. So it's about wanting to see, you know, some of the stuff I've read and read about and heard about. With Emperor, it's just there's a lot of like uh, rumor and stuff about what kind of went down with these bands. There's some that's fact that we know mm. are fact, and there's some that's rumor and about the sort of uh, more satanic side of things. Of and, course, yeah. And how much like maybe these days we kind of look at black metal almost, almost in a cheesy way, like it's all tongue in cheek. But back in those days, it was legit. Like mm-hmm. these, these, a lot of these bands. I'm not saying Emperor did, but a lot of these bands meant it. Oh yeah, yeah, like, no you know, question. Not so much so anymore. I don't feel. I'm sure there are still legit ones out there. I'd say at least do, one think... member of Emperor meant it, yeah. considering what he did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there are. And, but you know, if you go back to those sort of Burzum and all that, you know, that, that's that era. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just think it would. I'd, I'd love to know more about it. It's like it'd be like watching a cult horror. I think, but with a heavy metal soundtrack. I think I think it's a great, great one. Um, I mean, I'll go to one that's uh, an obvious one, but Black Sabbath, seventies Black Sabbath, Ozzy joining a band that era. Yeah. Not not what happened like that. That's that era. Not an encompassing Ozzy. End with him hurting, falling down the stairs. At home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ten hour film as well. Like you know, but yeah. like that, I think we really there's really a few cool. like that though. Like now you mention Ozzy, like a uh, uh, Judas Priest. Mm. Yeah, oh be, my god that'd yeah. be good wouldn't it yeah like any, any any kind of Rob Halford related stuff's cool right let's avoid the old ones then think yeah. of some modern bands so here's one off the top of my head that I've been thinking about and I think it'd be really interesting Blink 182 yeah right not for me mm-hmm. I mean again maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way but doesn't that all just end in in heartache and hatred of each other you just summed up the Queen, you know what I mean? Like yeah, but it ends. You need a triumphant end, which is the which is, is that the what last... booking a booking a show and then cancelling all the tickets. No, the triumphant end could be anything you want it to be. For me, the triumphant end could be the Blink One Eight Two self titled album, arguably the greatest Blink One Eight Two, or shit, end it earlier and end it with them. You know, after the first album, um, <laughs> not on the end. Job the, done. Um, <laughs> taking the pants and jacket, you know. Um, I think that I think there's a, such a great history between us band members as well because then you can have the conflict of where Tom was going, direction, what he wanted to do, and the changes he was making and side projects. I think that'd be cool. I, I, like, because yeah. they were young and they were silly at first, it'd be cool to see that grow up with them in that side yeah. of sense. See what changed. You know, that could be fun. I think it could be interesting. Um, um, not 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 going to a golden oldie or anything like that, but I'm not sure there'd be much of a market for it. 
But um, I think I, I personally would like a Danny Filth one. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry, a Cradle of Filth one. But it would obviously be fun. No, it's Danny, Danny Filth one. Because around him, there would just be these, uh, basically all the actors would be extras because they'd just be yeah, coming and going. It's a Danny they? Filth one, yeah. And uh, the only other one, but this is this is a serious one. I don't know. This has kind of been done in autobiography form enough already. And it ties into some stuff that we were going to do on some up and coming videos. But um, Marilyn Manson yeah. would have a very uncomfortable, I think. But interesting uh, yeah. movie, yeah. Like you know, I think it would be it would be something else, wouldn't it? It'd be over 18s. yeah, like, pr- pretty much definitely. I think if they really went for it and really looked at what he did and yeah. stuff like that, yeah, I think that could be fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons I guess why they end up like not just Manson, but a lot of these people end up fronting metal bands and not pop bands it's because they do have, what do you call it, colourful pasts yeah. and colourful, you know beliefs and ideas at times yeah yeah you know, we looked at even at, and I, I don't think i'll be quite ready for this yet but we talked when we did our 10 things about slipknot and some of the things that happened there mm. you know this is stuff that's made for generally shit directors put in horror movies yeah yeah and for actually, sure we, these guys just live it yeah yeah <laughs> you know? this is daily life for them yeah yeah so if you've got any ideas what you think like would be a good one let us know let us know how about one that you <clears throat> probably don't particularly care for but might you could end up getting is there a big band or anything that you think like god i bet we end up with one of them but i don't care for you because the only reason i'm saying that is because the one i think with it all coming to retirement and ending soon that we could quite possibly get is slayer maybe not a biopic as such but something right okay i just want documentary that followed them around yeah you know something like that i just i don't know i just like because slayer are always just slayer aren't they Mm. and i always just maybe there's more to it but i always just felt like that's just what they are it would just be the most boring fucking hour and a half of my life because it would yeah. just be Slayer being Slayer. Yeah, like if you want to like, be like, okay, cool, so we've got a documentary of Alice in Chains and it's about mm. the recording process around the new album. Yeah, that sounds I'd pretty terrible. be like, oh my God, I don't want to watch that. Baby you know? metal. Yeah, well, no, that could be that could have some cool shit going on in it. Yeah, maybe. You know? It'd be weird as fuck though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. It'd just be a factory, wouldn't it, with all these <laughs> little... Ch- little uh, I was going to get all like, <laughs> accidentally inherent races, <laughs> but yeah, you know, but like with basically these little kids coming off it being churned through a band, while all these businessmen in suits stand there going, "She can be in." As you can tell, Brendan's not the one. I'm not. I'm not the one. Right, moving on. We're going to do a track by track, as we talked about it already. Uh, something a bit different we've never really done before. Um, with Machine Head's announcement of the Burn My Eyes and the reunion with two previous members for these specific shows. Yeah. Um, really, really fucking odd, you know, uh, odd announcement. Took me by surprise because it's kind of like, didn't you fall out of them? It's like, man. Do you know, like, Logan Maida and Rob, <clears throat> Rob fell out. Yeah. But Chris Gontos never fell out. Yeah, he just left, right? He left of his own free will because he was focusing on other bands. That's right. And I, I don't know if you, they, they put a video out pretty, pretty recently. It's quite a long one where they're all sitting around the table. That's right, yeah. Live from Metal Hammer, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, like Chris Conlon says, because I, 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 I don't know, never really knew a lot about him. You know, um, he he left the band, and then the person that came in, who was he? Sorry, he was temporarily in the band. He was only ever in the band temporarily, and then the person I can't remember the guy's name, the one, the first proper drummer. Oh no, I'm not good at um, that stuff. He came in, but he he I can't remember if it was because he was shit or he just didn't stick around. And then they brought Chris Contos back in again temporarily to help them record Burn My Eyes because the other guy was already gone. Um, and then when Chris decided, look, I'm going back to my other bands now, that's when Dave came yep. in. 
you know what I mean? So it's always amicable. But in the videos, what I found out about Chris Contest is he's like one of the most fucking enthusiastic, really? cheerful, really nice blokes. You think, like genuinely, he just seems bloody happy to be here. You know what it is? You know what I got from that whole fucking video? Man, this is old men chilled. They're chilled. They ain't kids anymore. They're changed. They're grown up. Yeah. Logan, like Logan looks and chilled. They all and they look there. That's what that's what it is. They looked happy and they were reminiscing mm. and all that. And it was really cool. And uh, I mean, this is a big deal for me. This gig, mm. right? It's a big deal for me. If anyone doesn't know, I'm a big Machine Head fan, and I have seen every single uh, album tour cycle. Yep. Except for Burn My Eyes. And now I'm going to see it with almost all the original members at the venue I would have possibly seen it at anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that to me is like, that's cool as fuck. Okay. It's almost like, I know it's not the tour cycle, but that last half of that show is what where I got into them just after that gig. So now I'm going to go and see them on that on that tour. Yeah. So for me, it's like a flashback. And I've seen them with Logan live and back in the day with the fucking lunatic. I've seen him, he was the one of the climb the speaker stacks, jump off it, you know, crazy stuff. And he does not look like that at all now. He no, looks very no. calm, very well spoken, very chilled. No, absolutely. You know, but yeah, no. For me, obviously, I'm excited about it. I am. Yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not. It's not not that I'm not excited about. It's not that I'm. You know, old albums and fall. It really is going to depend on what yeah. it is. Um, do I do I care enough about Burmese to want to see him fall? Probably not. But right. ultimately, it's. Machine Head Live, it's Machine Head Brixton. Yeah. Um, this th- is a, there's this a chance is to thing. see songs that I never thought I'd see live. Did you re listen to it? No, 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 not for a while. Right. No, not for a while. See, I, I re listened to the whole thing from start to end today. And it's the first time I've listened to some of these songs in a long time. Yeah. And it's the weird thing about it. I think sometimes, and I know I'm a fanboy, we know that already. Yeah. But I think sometimes you forget how good a song is yeah. until you have it on in your headphones and you're like, shit, man. Like, you know, and I listen to that album from start to end today and I come out at the end of that and thinking like, yeah, I can rem- I remember now why this is fucking, this is a big announcement. This is big, man. I think and why the- that show, considering the hate the Machine Head have had surrounding them, like sold out like that. Yeah, yeah, it really did. You know it, was I mean? it was gone quick. Yeah. Um, I, I will, I mean, I, I, I will nearer the time, that kind of thing, because, um, you know, it, it, it's oh, still yeah. too early. I did it in uh, preparation for this. Well, I, I haven't <laughs> prep. I, I remember enough. <laughs> but yeah, so the track listing, we're going to go through the songs and I guess discuss if we need to. Yeah. I mean, oh, I want, yeah, I this is not the first about the park. They're, they're, they're machine and staples. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was going to ask you on each song as well, which is basically, have you ever heard it live? Well, yeah. <laughs> and we know that with Davidian and with Old, like, definitely, definitely heard them live. Yes, yes. They're, uh, they're Davidian staples. is the encore track now. Never used to be. It used to be like the, the is it the encore? No, it's Dan not. Halo. Yeah, so it's Davidian and into Halo now. Is how they how they. Although they were the, the last show when they chucked Davidian out randomly in the middle, if you remember. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and old is old. It, it pops yeah. up quite a fucking bit. Yeah, but both great songs. Yeah, um, um, but then you start do you start getting into the stage where like actually yeah fuck a lot of this just doesn't get played. Yeah, um, See, I, I I've seen a thousand lives live once. Right, because I remember when it got played and I was like oh shit I've never heard this live yeah then then it's not one um, I can think of I've heard live and I you know like I said really listen to it today and you kind of forget I guess sometimes how good these songs are and A Thousand Lives I remember listening to this album the first time around not well maybe not the first time around but at some point and uh, it kind of throws you a little bit because Davidian is quite full on yep. from the start and Old is pretty much the same and A Thousand Lives starts off really slow yep. and you're like oh okay this is different 
there's the first one on the album that kind of comes like that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. first, yeah. You've done your first two ones, so yeah. yeah. Um, none but my own. Yeah, yeah. Again, like looking at that on there now. If I hadn't read it today, I know that I'm pretty sure I've never seen it live. Pretty sure I haven't. Um, if you haven't, I haven't. Put it that way. Yeah. And until reading it today, I think I might have struggled to be like, oh, which one is that? Is that the one that goes like oh, this? Okay, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, But yeah, but I think this is probably one of the good things as well about this gig for me is that I'm going to tick off another five or six tracks here that I may not have ever seen live. Well, yeah, you'll be... You'll be, you'll be... But also maybe more than that because the ones that we have, Davidian Old, are coming out of the other hits. Yeah. So something has to replace them. That's true. You know, interesting. So... Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, the Rage to Overcome. Now that I'm pretty sure is a regular, not yeah. a regular, uh, no, but it's not played. Regular, but it has been played. Has yeah. been played. Yeah, and that has got one of the fucking best drum intros in it. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. going to be golden. Yeah, yeah. Ha- totally happy with that. I wonder as well, like at the show, if they'll play it in order. Yeah, I hope so. I, I don't hope know why, so too. but I hope so. But I do hope so. Yeah, because I also think Block, when we get to it, is a great song to end on it because that's going to have the crowd all screaming, "Fuck it all!" Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's a great ending song for that show. Yep. Yeah. Before that though, we got yeah. Death. <laughs> yeah, Death Church. The Death Church at one point in my life was my favourite Machine Head song. Wow, that's um, one point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, it, I preferred it to Davidian, I preferred it to all of them. And I love that song still. But the one thing I must I have to say here, because it, it happened to me again today, is, you remember the beginning of Death Church? It's got the kind of warped voices. Oh, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know it can't say this, but all I can hear in that first line that he does is, <laughs> want more juice. <laughs> want more juice. <laughs> And that's all I ever he hear. Might, but he might mean and it in like... But even today, I had the headphones on. I got nice posh headphones on now. It's on full volume. It came on and all I heard was, want more juice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn it. 20 years later. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, a Nation on Fire. Again, definitely I, not. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah I've definitely not seen this live. It's it's so... It's just so like, no, there's just... Why would they ever put that one out there when they've got all the others around it? Yeah. Uh, Blood for Blood. I'm sure oh, that's been I, I've done. seen this live. Yeah. And this, this is a nuts live. Yeah, it, it's just it's a, a fucking speed, like, spark, yeah. fast one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm your god now. Again, I've seen this yeah. live, and it's one. It's what. It's probably one of my. It's one of the best all round songs on this album. Yeah. Uh, you know the musically and also lyrically because it's all about drugs, isn't it? And yeah. Addiction. It's one I, I can almost start singing in my head. Yeah. So I'm really comfortable with that. Uh, realize, realize, um, realize. Um, yeah. I always, always never. like this. And I've never seen it live now. No. Yeah, because no, why it's not would really, they? Yeah, it's just like an instrumental with yeah. Bob shouting those those three kind of sentences, yeah. three words. But um, I've always liked it. It's got a great riff to it. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, really good. It's fine. It's gonna and if if it is an order, it'll be the perfect precursor to block, mm. which will be the last track on it. If they're just playing. Presumably the standard one and not going for yeah. any Digipack or Japanese editions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, block Block was an anthem for yeah. me, man. Yeah, basically, as, as silly as it is, those three words, it was the back of all their t-shirts back day. Yeah, like Their was, machine yeah. on the front, fuck it all on the back. But Block was an anthem. It was kind of weird because it was always Davidian, which was the anthem for his album, but it was never Let Freedom Ring with Shotgun Blast. No, no, it wasn't. Was yeah, it. yeah, it was easier with three words. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Less print. Yeah. <laughs> Less money. But yeah, like, it does... With, with Block being potentially the last track we hear from Machina that night, mm. that actually does kind of work quite well with yeah. the whole show, I think. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a nice, aggressive way to end it. Um, uh, yeah, one of the things that I don't know if you like noticed or cared about, this, but I've, I was quite interested, actually, that it was basically nearly an hour long. Because you don't really get debuts like that anymore, do you? No. But you get a band that might, might dare an hour a few albums in. Yeah, but not but this. But not on a debut, bang, is an hour. 
no way. I mean, you'd be lucky if you get 40 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah, yeah. Just keep it eight tracks, that kind of thing. Yeah, 11 tracks. uh, Just, well, one song short of an hour in it, really. Yeah, I mean, that's the 11 track album. Hopefully, that's kind of created a little bit of anticipation if you're going to the show like we are. If not, there is one more question. Go on. One of the other things that was announced was that the first half of the show Mm -hmm. will be played with two other musicians that will be announced soon. Yeah. Any theories? No. Haven't got a fucking clue. I've got a theory. Go on then. Chris Contos and Logan Mader. Really? That's my theory. Why go? That's just gonna be. That's stupid. No, it's not. It's a good theory. No, your your theory. It's the only theory I've got, and I've got to have a theory. No, no, that's stupid. I mean, what are they gonna do? Travel the world with like extra musicians in a van, or is it is a big surprise that actually they come out and here's our two new musicians? Ha ha. That's a dumb surprise. No, man, I'll be happy with it. I'll be fine with it. It's more of a okay, right? It's more of a wishful thinking than a theory. It's fine with it, but it's proper like. I reckon whoever the two new members are, they're going to be... Oh, this is going to be mean, but you're not... But apparently they're in place now. Yeah, they're going to be subservient. They're yeah. going to be slaves to rob. They're going to be young. They're going to be happy to be in a band. They'll just be like, <laughs> I'll do whatever you want, Mr. Flynn. You know? So he can be like, cool, next year we're going out on six-hour shows. Yeah. You've gone quiet. <laughs> I, I thought I had a good theory. It could be, but it's just a weird thing to be well, like, yeah, we're going to separate. We've, we've had this before on Parkway Drive, headlining Bloodstock. So. Yeah, but if we would have got <laughs> all the way back, you, we would have won, oh, it's like a 1%, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's that. We're going to wrap up now. Wrap up, as always, long as fuck, with yep. one last track. And it's uh, Blood For Me, influenced by the malevolence of morbid angels, sadistic intent, obituary, and the likes. Blood for me are an old school death metal band hailing from Amersfoort in Utrecht. I can't say these. Utrecht. Yeah, they're a Dutch group basically. They made a start in the year 2000. An initial run was intense but short, crushing stages for just two years and releasing one demo. They came to a full stop in 2003, but they're back, stronger and heavier than ever after 13 years. 2016 saw the release of the EP Blood Will Tell, and just a year later, they unchained their debut full-length called Bloodline in the mid 2017s. Blood for Me are now poised to unleash their upcoming second album, In Cold Blood, this April 12th via Black Lion Records. So today, with 10 blood-drenched numbers, the Dutch Maniacs are opening another chamber of horrors and vile massacres. This is Bloodline. Thank you very much for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Yeah, like, share. Do the usual. Do all that sort of stuff, you ungrateful bastards. Yes, and enjoy the track. (laughs) My greatest evil? Saving your life? Giving you refuge? Protecting and nurturing you? No, no, this can't be. By your own words, the sin I must embrace, the evil that I have brought into the world, is me! Thank you.
Engagement, please. Thursday.